Hello, sports fans. I'm trying on the uh, the easy listening elevator music. <laughs> I can't uh, even get through that. <laughs> uh, I am Tori Rich, joined by Mike Moss, and I'm uh, I'm trying to be a little more docile. I think I think uh, going back to the gym is helping in that regard. Although there were kids that uh, I knew from when I was a teacher and a coach, and they were uh, one was shirtless for some reason in a public gym. Um, one was screaming after you know not hitting a not hitting a bench pr it's weird man it's when you're all and you're just like i was like i was never like that so you're I? taking the opposite approach right now um yeah I'm, I'm so i'm trying to be mellow i mean i just watched the eagles lose in um in an infuriating fashion um even though i said i, I said right at halftime they're gonna lose this game you did call so, it. yeah um they are not a good team right now but let's get to uh I don't know. Let's get to a couple of teams that are good right now, uh, right after you hit that music. just kidding i forgot to do introductions i am tory rich that's mike mawson across the table from me and we need to get into the bills who are running the damn ball there we go um and i love this i love that mike looked this up for me um well i while i was at the gym he he did the prep and the bills are running the ball they're averaging 10 more handoffs per game under joe brady than uh than under dorsey so uh, 29.9. Yeah, they're handing to, it off uh, 30 times again. <clears throat> that's not including Josh Allen runs. That's just handing the ball off to either receiver, you know, in which, the backfield or obviously. Which it shouldn't, backs. right? Because like, kind of our point, you know, I mean, if you're on board with me now, is to kind of take a little bit of the workload off the quarterback, right? Stop asking him to do so much, right? So I think it's a, uh, it's a great point. It. I think in this Cowboys game this week, it had a little bit to do with game flow too, but it just just being smart enough to 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 say, hey, like this is a team that A doesn't stop the run well. It's their only it's their only real weakness, right? Um Yeah, if you want to run against a team, you want to run against the Cowboys. Yeah, they're they're just a little light in the ass up front, you know? Like and if like Michael Parsons is a stud. But if you go right at him and you bang him up a little bit and you slow him down and you slow down that pass rush, right? Um, there's a lot of different reasons that running the ball is the way to go. And, you know, and when you – everybody's building their team for the pass rush now, right? Um, you, you just have to be – you just have to get yourself in a position to be able to run the ball. Um, so you, you need a little – you know, you don't necessarily need a lead, but, yeah, you got to keep it close, right? Um, I don't know. It's crazy. The Bills – the Bills still aren't in the playoffs if the season ends today. I know, I know um, everyone's talking, but like the talk today is nobody wants to see the Bills in the AFC. Like I don't care if you're the Ravens, the Chiefs. Nobody wants to see the Bills. See, I think uh, we'll get to the Ravens in a little bit, but I, I don't think the Ravens would be thrilled to see the Bills. But I, the Ravens match up well, in my opinion, to the Bills. I think yeah. If you're if you're talking about them, um, I don't think the we, Dolphins want to well, see. Well, th- yeah, I think we know the Dolphins don't, right? Um, but yeah, I uh but for the most part, yeah, the Bills could go on a run and then 
yeah, you, you know, you end up in a conference championship game in, in Baltimore. Anything can happen, right? Um, but the Bills got to get into the playoffs first, I which know. is crazy. Um, the AFC is is a is just a wild logjam over there, and the Bills could be beat out by teams with backup quarterbacks and you know rookie quarterback coming off concussion in the Texans. I mean, there's there's still there's still a mess over there, and it's it's entertaining. There could be an eleven win team, you know, sitting at home like the like the year the you know the Patriots. Yeah, of course, yeah. with one more game. <laughs> that was a crazy year. Patriots at eleven and five sitting at home. I know. Matt Castle got him to eleven and five. That's yeah. right. It was the Matt Castle year. And yeah, because the Brady went out in the first or second quarter of, of week one against the Chiefs. What year was that? That was Is, that was pre uh was that undefeated the, season. So that was or no, that was coming off of undefeated season. I was going to say, because I was coming off of undefeated the only reason season. I remember is because I knew Casey already. She's a Pats fan. I'm an Eagles fan. And the Eagles made the playoffs at nine, six and one. That year. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the Patriots heartbreak of, you know, of the David Tyree catch. Yeah. All right. Now, now we got it back. Now we got it back. And there goes Brady, you know, and that. But hey, you know, you look back. Brady doesn't become. He doesn't do the TB12 method. He doesn't, you know, care about his body as much until that injury happens. So you don't get... Belichick doesn't have the motivation to say, eh, well, with, with Tom's, you know, injury history and contract situation and age, right? So the Patriots probably get about eight less years out of Brady and then the... Probably, right? And then the Bucks don't get any of Brady, so... Like, was Brady even yeah, I mean, Brady... It's probably like, you know, he'd probably retire at 34, 35. I really honestly believe if he doesn't go down and get that injury. I mean, I, I w- yeah, no, it's it's a crazy butterfly effect thing, like where you where you guys might be thanking Bernard Pollard for that hit on his knee, right? Right. But uh, I don't know how the hell do we end up on this? But you know what? That is a that is a total feather in the cap for Belichick, and that is that. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's peak Belichick, because younger Belichick, not peak Belichick either, right? Just good defensive coach, right? But that's not peak Belichick. We're sure as hell not seeing peak Belichick right now. But the all these people, it was all Brady's. Shut the fuck up. No, it wasn't. It's like you know what I mean. And that is proof right there because yes or, or no, they didn't make the playoffs. And you know maybe Matt Castle wouldn't have won a game, but he might have. They were eleven and five. Yeah, good team. You know what I mean. So uh, that's a total feather in the cap for Belichick. That that shows what peak Belichick was. You know, so they were just the perfect storm. You have to be the perfect storm to win six Super Bowl titles in twenty years. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just, for those two to have found each other is what the, you know what I mean? And we're, we're, and we're seeing the perfect storm this year. Like you said, in the AFC, just a mix of injuries and just competitive teams, uh, you know, hand up. I was wrong about the AFC South. I was very, very wrong about the AFC South. I I thought it was going to be pathetic. And now you have three teams just above 500, right? Both all three vying for a playoff spot. So yeah, the the AFC South is is very interesting, and the uh, you know yeah NFC NFC West not nearly as competitive as we thought it was going to be. Um, I actually you know we, we we make fun of the NFC South. I I think the Bucks are going to win a playoff game. I think they're going to pull like a. I mean, they're, they're I think all, I think we said it off air. I'm not sure if we said it on air to each other, but it might have been on air. But I think I said I I think the Bucks are still going to win the division when they were. Uh, two, I think there are yeah. two games behind, I I've, think, I've, and you 100% agreed. It's we, just like, we, we've never been off the bus. Yeah, I mean Baker's been good, and that defense is is pretty is pretty good too. And they got weapons. I mean, obviously Mike Evans 
talk about consistency. I mean, 10 straight thousand yard seasons. And you know what they're starting to do? They're starting to use a shot boy in yeah. the running game. They're, like, they're starting to find a way there. So um, anyway, so yeah, so that, that brings it back full circle to running the damn ball, right? So uh, that's what the Bills are doing. They were, again, they were able to do it because they got up big. Uh, but again, you have to be smart enough to actually take the opportunity, right? And they were. And James Cook had a hell of a game. 179 yards, is that right? 221 from scrimmage, yeah. 179 yeah. rushing. But that's the that's the other thing. They're not just running yeah, the ball. Don't, uh, don't discount. That. See, that I've said for a while now, the running back's job is to protect the quarterback. Like, through a variety of ways. Either in pass protection, with the running game. Or of course, being that you know, being that uh, safety valve, right? Like all, all of those ways. Yeah, the the way they've discovered him as like a option on a wheel route these past few weeks has been crazy. I think he has two or three receiving touchdowns all on all on wheel routes. He should add another one against the Eagles too. So, um, but yeah, I mean, he's gotten twenty plus touches since uh, since Brady took over, and and three of the four games he only had one. James Cook only had twenty plus touches once in the in the previous ten games. So. How about that? It's one of those few things that I I'm like I'm like yeah Tony Romo because he annoys the shit out of me but but he's been saying that for a long time and I 100 percent agree with him it's like, like just make it a little easier on Josh Allen you know um, again like imagine what imagine what happens if the Bills get in the playoffs I do think there's definitely a path to the conference championship for them yeah it seems like they're um, they don't want to be the darlings right I mean that hasn't gone well these last couple years. Seems like they want to be written off. Kind of that's when they found success and people, you know, you have to start, you have to create your own narrative and and gain the respect through wins. So you do that. Once they gained the respect, things didn't go their way. Now they've lost to kind of fully, it seems, and and now they're playing well again. I mean, so. hand, knowing how to handle success is just as important yeah. as knowing how to handle a loss. No, I mean, seriously. Um and even even at the NFL, I mean, a lot of these guys are young. You know what I mean? A lot of these guys are, are younger than even you. Never mind me. Right. You know, like so. Yeah, knowing how to handle success is very important too. So, um, well, yeah, I do. So, you know, Josh Allen did that that funny quote after the game because he's only seven of fifteen for ninety one yards. Is 90, that right? Ninety one, ninety four. Yeah, something um, like that. But under a hundred. And as he said, you know, it's a funny quote. Felt like the kid who didn't do anything in the class project but got an A because he that summarizes it perfectly. Yeah, it really does. And and like what what's wrong with that? You know what I mean? Like what's wrong with that for other teams? It's like your quarterback doesn't have to do it all every week. No, know? not every week. I mean, obviously you don't want that consistently, but yeah, let you him need take a, a week off and not get licked. You know, not take those licks and uh, yeah, yeah, let somebody else win the game for you every once. Yeah, in a while. that's what I mean. You you need a guy that can go win you a game. But he doesn't have to do it every week, and he shouldn't do it every week. And it's beneficial if he doesn't do it every week because then you can count on more people on your roster. Totally. You don't just have to look at one person, and the defense can key on key in on one person when it really matters. No, that now they have to respect James Cook. Yeah, abs- and uh, absolutely. And I and uh, I want to get to yeah key in on certain people in a second. We're gonna so we'll come back to that. But first of all, I do have to bitch about some officiating in this game. Yeah, there were, I saw. I saw two. I only remembered one, but uh, we're going to get to them both here right now. Yeah. So, um, and this is as an Eagles fan, right? Or, you know, like I said, grew up an Eagles fan. I don't really necessarily claim the Eagles. Uh, easy for me to say tonight after they lose. And I think you do. I, I just, I think you like the idea of not claiming them. I think you do claim them. Though. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I grew up an Eagles fan. That's, that's as much as I'll, 
That's as much as I'll admit. And again, like I said, I was rooting for the Eagles last year because I liked their style. I don't like it anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've been open about that. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, Josh Allen, man, he, as funny as that quote was, and as much as between the whistles, as much as I like him between the whistles, he is a, oh, man, like he's worse than Mahomes. And I, I, I can't root for him. This goes this goes all the way back to last year. I remember the first time I was I was like I was like no way. Like cuz I was I was heartbroken cuz I was like I love Josh Allen. Like he's a football player. He's not a quarterback. And then right. I was and then I was proven wrong. I don't even remember the Ravens defensive back. But he came on a corner blitz. He's literally like 30 pounds lighter than Josh Allen. Hit Josh Allen like right after Allen got rid of the ball. Like it was, you know, it was one of those like in between the first and second step. It's like, how the hell are you supposed to know if Joshua Allen got rid of the ball? He's got a ridiculous pump fake. And so he takes him down. The guy rolls off him. And this is like on like a third and 19 with the game on the line. So basically the, like basically the Ravens are going to take over in a tie game. And, you know, personal foul for roughing the passer. And Josh Allen cried for it. And I was like, I was like, no way, dude. It's like, not you, please. Not you, you know? And, He's just gotten worse, progressively worse since. He's been reinforced. Like, they've reinforced his bad behavior by, by throwing the flag every time. It's like, dude, you weigh 240 fucking pounds. How? Yeah. Like, how? Yeah, they're validating it. Like, why don't, you act, why don't you act like you weigh 240 pounds? So, yeah, I mean, listeners will remember a few weeks ago, you pointed out a flop, and I was like, I don't know if you flopped. I, was it against the Eagles? It might have been. Um I think that one was against the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. I was because it was the was it Reddick? Uh, no, it was uh, Moro on a it, it oh, on right, a blitz. Moro. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't even make any contact with his head, but Allen snapped his head back. Yeah, I was I and, was like, yeah, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, he's coming right at him. But uh, the one the one on Sunday was was bad, where he again snaps his. There's head a back whole compilation a out there of him doing it, and he, he points to his his face mask, and he got he got kind of just stiff armed in the chest it wasn't yeah. even close to his face mask and they threw the flag and you know got a free 15 and like i literally like again between the whistles total football player and then like, like you're gonna but you're gonna act like that after after like right after you get rid of the ball really and then he pointed you know slow-mo obviously pointed at the flag as it was coming in it's just like ugh. Yeah, like like yep, yeah, yeah, right on cue. You know what I mean? And, and and again, he's he's almost making Mahomes money too. Again, I, these guys have influence, and that is wrong. Um, nothing to do with quarterbacks on this one, but this was huge. So, so Stephon Diggs on a, I, I think a, on a first down, uh, they punch out the ball. You know, it's close. It, it's close. It looks like he's down, but he's not. And the ball comes free. Deron Bland falls on it. Should be Cowboys ball. It's 14-3 Bills at this point. So this is a this is a big, big play. Mm. Uh, you know, I think they're barely in Dallas territory, around the 40. So, yeah, Dallas wasn't moving the ball, but this is huge, right? And they're blowing they're blowing plays dead too quickly. It's like the ball came loose. Like, like you can overturn it with a with a review, but it, but otherwise you you have to the Cowboys have to review it. Like, don't make them don't put them in that position when there's when there's a way with the review process to check. And that was a point of emphasis last year, two years ago, or it's been a continued point of emphasis. From, yeah, from what I've heard, uh, but you don't see it a lot on on those ty- types of plays. It's more so like fumble, uh, incomplete pass, right? That's kind of yeah, where yeah. they 
they really let the play play out and then go back to it. But this is one of those ones where, like, if they, like, okay, maybe nobody was close enough to see it, but, like, the ball came completely free. So it's like, like give give the benefit of the doubt to, yeah, it was a fumble, and then we can rectify this if it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a much better way to go than make the Cowboys use a challenge. Maybe they don't even have time. The Bills rushed up, too, because they knew it was, because Diggs knew it was. And then, sure enough, then the Cowboys get a – because the Bills hurried up, they got a sack. So it's second and 19, and then end up with an incomplete pass, but they get an unnecessary roughness on J. Ron Curse for a hit to the back of the helmet of uh, of Shakir. I, I can't remember his first name. Um, I want to say Oz, but that's that's the that's the Rams receiver from a million is it, years is it ago. Khalif? I could be wrong. Um, it, it, so, um, yeah, I can't remember. But um, so so Shakir goes up. Khalil, the, Khalil, not Khalif. Khalil Shakir. Yeah. Khalil, Khalil Shakir. Okay, thank you. Um, man, you're doing you're doing a good job pulling double duty over there. He, guys, he keeps track of the timestamps for me so I can put them in for you guys and everything. He uh, he's he's doing a lot of jobs over there. Um, but yeah, so like I said, second and nineteen, it's about a ten yard pass ends up incomplete, and curse is. Like going up for the ball and his, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell you it wasn't forcible contact to the back of his head, but this is one of those times where it's like they're both going for the ball, man. Like this, yeah, is, th- this is a hundred percent. They're both going for the ball. I don't see how you can call that. He even tr- like he didn't use the crown of his head. He no, turned, no, he, he wasn't targeting by any means. It he was, turned his head to the side. Yeah, they called unnecessary roughness, right? I, I would have been. Like, dude, I wouldn't have agreed with a DPI, but it would have been more appropriate for a DPI versus versus a unnecessary. Yeah, more roughness. like more like a technicality versus like, an like unnecessary he roughness. Be, he got like, there before the ball type of yeah. thing. Like if you're saying that, like okay, ticky tacky, but I can understand it. There's no. It wasn't unnecessary roughness. Yeah, it's dude. Like I don't understand all these calls with, like oh there was contact with or helmet to helmet contact. Like dude, you walk around most of your life without a helmet on, right? Most of us, anyway. The helmet is like people don't understand. Yeah, the helmet, you're like an astronaut, I guess. Yeah, yeah sure, right? But or you know, I, I guess there's other ways to go with it too. But like a helmet is like twice the size of your head. You're not like yeah, you're used to it to a certain extent, but it's like your helmet just gets in the way and just makes contact. Sometimes there's there's no way to avoid your helmet being involved. Sometimes now. I, I like that they've made their point. There are times when it's very pause. Pete Carroll backwards hat go. What do you think of it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so into. <laughs> hello, fellow football player. <laughs> I didn't name a starting quarterback tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 73 years old, but I'm still so in touch with my players. You know the thing is, he really is, right? No, like, he actually is. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I think they still like him. And um, shit, man! Wow, Seattle eight you game know, win streak versus Philadelphia, including the playoffs. You know who's not going to like this look is Colin Coward. Have you ever gotten his take? He hates quarterbacks that uh, come to the podium with their hats on backwards. I I I got to listen to um, the herd tomorrow to, to hear his take because he hates. He's like. Name me a Super Bowl winning quarterback that has their hat on backwards. They're just immature. They just don't get it. <laughs> and then he, you know, he relates it to going to dinner at the, you know, at your girlfriend's house. He's like, "Would you wear a backwards hat for that?" No, respect the game. You know, it goes on and on. Huh? 
Anyway, back to uh, uh, no. That's that's like that's like even uh, too far for me, and I'm. I don't know. Maybe yeah, he has a very. He, he doesn't like backwards hats at all. Because I, I like, is that like a? Oh, you're disrespecting me as a media member. Like I don't. <laughs> I think it plays a part in that, but I think he's just. I think it goes deeper. I think he really thinks it's immature and. Um, yeah, dude, I don't know. Like, not a leader, dude, I guess. Is, is I don't. The, get, I, I don't get it. Like, I mean, like, if if you're doing like NFL combine science and like, oh, you see a guy wearing a backwards cap, like, yeah, he doesn't take shit seriously because because you have nothing else to go on, right? Like, do I really think that you should judge somebody like that? But that's but that's what you do at the combine, right? Yeah, but like, you ask uh, questions that have no relation to the sport that you're playing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, what would be uh, what would be the worst disease to ever have? Or you know, like <laughs> they ask him some weird shit um, and some pretty uh, some stuff that employ- potential employers should never ask either. Yeah, like um, what are NFL HR departments like? What do they like? Do they take a vacation that month or what goes on? I I don't understand. Yeah, if you ever felt like you were useless, uh, <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so. What what was I what was I saying? I, don't know. I, I was Carol distracted me. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. No, it's it was a good it was a good interruption. But basically, that did change the flow of the game. Going back to uh, the hit on Shakir, um, I don't want to say it changed the flow of the game. The Bills were up fourteen to three, but you're talking if they just let that go, incomplete pass. It's third and nineteen. Cowboys probably get a stop, right? Could be and a it, potential you know momentum shift. Yeah, could, yeah, they, it could be it could be the change in the game it's, instead of a, instead of a turnover. Or instead of at the very least a punt, right? Okay, maybe a field goal attempt from the Bills. Instead, the Bills go down and score another touchdown. It's twenty-one to three. Game's pretty much over because again, the Bills were able to just run the ball from there, and they just and they just ran them over. Um, now again, that's see, this is where people get stupid on social media. It's like, oh, the Cowboys had their chances to win the game, and they, they you know they played like shit. It's like I didn't say they didn't. I'm <laughs> what I'm trying to tell you is it changed the game, and it's a bad call. It shouldn't have been the call. That's that's my point. That's all I'm saying. Um, all right. Uh, let me let me actually go to this one real quick too because we're talking about helmet to helmet contact. So Steelers safety Demonte KZ has been suspended for the rest of the season. Now, when I first told you this, you said, "Yeah, but that sounds you know that sounds extreme." But it's only three games. Well, no, it's ac- it actually includes the playoffs if the Steelers make it. <laughs> I and, don't think we have to worry about that. We <laughs> might have to. But. Nah, probably not. But. Uh, especially after what happened yesterday, because they got they got beat beat up by the Colts. Now they're going to Mason but, Rudolph. So, but sorry, sorry go on. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Going to Mason Rudolph, exactly. Um, but that being said, that's again, that's not the point. The point is, this guy's playing football. He's he's running straight downhill. He's attacking the ball, not the man. And Michael Pittman jumps in front of him. It's like they both have a right to the ball. Like there needs to be some sort of acceptance of this is what I'm talking about. Like we're like, yeah, guys are still going to take headshots without any ill in, ill intent. You know what I mean? It's like, would you like, what if, what if a safety was going up for the ball? Like what if it ended up in this weird position that doesn't happen often, but if a safety's going up for the ball and a wide receiver makes helmet to helmet contact with him going for the ball, you would never call that. Yeah, it's just like the running back thing. Like they don't call it on running backs, right? right. Running back puts his head down almost every play. You know? Yeah, they've literally called it like twice this year, or yeah. like find guys for it, or whatever. It's like this is this guy lost more than two quarters of this game, which the Steelers were up thirteen to seven. But like I don't know how much it had to do with it. I didn't see the game, 
but I don't know how much it had to do with it. But the Steelers were up 13 to 7 at the time and they lost 30 to 13. Look, it's a vicious hit. I'm not saying I want it. I'm not I'm not saying I want that to happen to anybody. Like, like who knows? Pittman might never be the same. I don't know. Well, and I think the big thing is it he couldn't be the defender could also true put himself in more you know, more of a risk, right? I, you talk about uh, like Shazier, right? You know. Um, well, the, and that's the thing, right? So, like, when it comes to he avoided helmet to helmet contact, right? And he turned, it, like, it looked to like me, he had helmet. So, yeah. So you you had to tell me to look at the alternate angle because it looked like head down, speared into Pittman's helmet, right? But then there's the alternate angle where he goes shoulder shoulder to helmet, still illegal, but. Um, and it's like, but, but again, like he, he was closing at such a, like he closed so fast that like, I don't think his focus was on anything but the ball until the very last second. And then he just turned out of self-defense and, and, and protecting himself. I don't know if KZ has a, has a history. Um, I, I forgot to, I forgot I, to look that I, up. I think it played a part, but let me, let me see if, uh, but to me, that. like, not every hit that is scary is dirty. You know what I mean? Like, like, so, like, yes, it was a scary hit. It's not something that I want to see in the game. I don't want to see it happen. But I also don't think I don't, dude. I don't think this maybe a flag, but certainly not ejection. Ejection requires intent. I didn't see any intent there. When players violate the rules intended to protect player safety on a repeated basis, and particularly when the violations carry with them a significant risk of injury to an opposing player it is appro- it is appropriate to impose substantially greater penalties oh yeah i don't i don't dispute that that's what they have on the rule books i'm just wondering if kz has prior history with yeah he's been fined 5 times this this year most recently in week 12 against the bengal's on a hit against irv smith junior he's, he's been he's been five fined for 5 hits he was hit with two different fines in week 8 both for unnecessary roughness another Fine in week seven, and in his first infraction of the 2013 campaign came in week two. So yeah, I guess he. So oh, he's been fined five times in his career, not this year. No, that's that's this year. That's this year. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah. So I guess he is a repeat. Offender. Okay. So, so all right, that, that, the, that turns into the Kareem Jackson. Yeah, exactly. Kareem Jackson, who, like in the in the hit on Josh Dobbs, for instance, didn't do anything wrong. You know, you know what I mean? But lost lost benefit of the doubt. I don't think it's right. I think you should judge every situation on its own merits. Um, yeah, you 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 step up the you step up the punishment for repeat offenders. I, I agree with that. Yeah. I'm I'm okay with that. But just on this one, I just don't see it. I don't I don't see the intent there. I, like Michael Pittman dove in front of him. Like the all I feel like the only alternative for KZ was like either take Pittman's helmet to his nuts or to his knee. Which both of those are bad for Pittman too. Yeah, NFL players don't wear cups, so <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know how many. Do, I don't know why David Njoku hurdles every. Does maybe he <laughs> play? Maybe he wears a cup because he hurdles like twelve times. Yeah, I, a think, game. I mean, I mean, some must, right? I don't, I don't know. Um, uh, pro football doc says uh, they don't, and you know he was around the he was a Chargers doctor for like twenty years. So. I mean, I can't remember. I think I you know wore one at different times but i don't like uh, certainly not all the time yeah so i'm, I'm trying to think trying to think you know I who didn't. doesn't like this uh suspension is uh tom brady we, we talked about tom brady earlier the show we're gonna talk about him again uh this is what he had to say quote nobody likes seeing players get hurt but hard hits happen qb should not be throwing the ball 
in areas where they're exposing their teammates to these types of hits. Coaches need to coach better. QBs need to read coverages and throw the ball to the right places, and defenders should aim for the right hitting areas. To put the bl- to put the blame on the defensive player all the time is just flat out wrong. Need better QB play. It's not okay, QBs, to get your wide receiver hit because of your bad decision. So he's been on this, uh, you know, bad QB play for the latter half of the season, it seems like. Uh, but also this, m- more more so than the bad QB play, bad QB decision-making, putting players in harm's way, where he came out and said, you know, I wouldn't throw in the middle of the field if I was playing Ray Lewis. Like, I, it just would, that was out of the game plan because I didn't want Wes Welker to get smushed. <laughs> Um, you know, the more I think about it, like, I don't think Brady would make a good coach and not because of lack of knowledge. I think it would actually be too hard on this generation of quarterbacks. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like he would just make like everybody want to quit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it'd kind of be imposing the Belichick way a little bit, right? Like, I mean, to a certain extent, right? I don't know. It'd be like, he's never going to do it. The hours are just insane, no. but, um, no, he wants to be a stand up comedian. Yeah. See, I know. See, love, hate. Right. Because then I go back to that cease and desist and all that stuff. But now, like, this makes me like him. You know what I mean? Like, like, put some responsibility on the offense. Put some responsibility on the quarterbacks. Um, I don't know. We're, we'll get to we'll get to the quarterbacks a little bit more in a minute. But, um, you know, there, there it does kind of balance out in a way because there's a part of it that I don't like where he's saying we need better quarterback play, which is only a couple of steps away from we have to do more to protect the quarterbacks. I don't think Brady believes that, but I think yeah, Brady you could twist his that. argument into that. Brady you know? doesn't believe that, but I get what you're saying. It could be the first step towards, okay. So, well, yeah, well, our wide receivers wouldn't be getting killed if we if we didn't have backups in there. Like, dude, shut up. But uh, anyway, um so, t- yeah, speaking of uh, wide receivers getting hurt and, you know, their importance to the team, you touched on this already, um, having different options and showing that there are different options to throw to and such, right? Um, Tyreek Hill, out for the Dolphins. Ty- no Tyreek, no problem. And uh, you would think that that would be, you know, be my path to saying, uh, oh, well, I guess the, uh, you know, I guess I guess he's not that important to the Dolphins because they won thirty to nothing over the Jets, a, g- a good defense, right? I don't buy that. That's 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 not my argument at all. So I'm gonna I'm gonna surprise you here and say I don't think this should hurt his MVP uh, MVP candidacy at all. Um, go ahead, go ahead and and make my case. I, I was gonna <laughs> argue this to you, so please, please. Uh, well, I think you you go against a team. So the Jets have already seen the Dolphins this year, right? Um, yeah, and. I don't know. It, it, again, division games, especially you feel like you know a t- you know a team, you know a team's game plan. They've seen the Dolphins with Tyreek now, and so I think I think it actually you know in a weird way you know <laughs> not having Tyreek after for one week kind of it's not like it puts the Jets at a disadvantage. Of course it doesn't um, to not have Tyreek on the field, but I think that they I mean they got beat deep by Waddle right and. So, like, to not be able to game, it changes the game plan, and you didn't know where the Dolphins were going to go. Now, I think if, they, I think you had an, I think they had an idea that they were going to go to Waddle, but it's not as easy to stop somebody when you don't have the tape on them. Like, yes, he's he's done it in past seasons, and he's been their second option this year, obviously, because uh, I think we talked about the the drop off from. 
Tyreek's numbers to Waddle about half of that, and then it's it was nobody over 200 receiving yards as right. of as of last week. Um, so so you know it's going to be Waddle, but it's still not. You don't have a lot of tape to kind of go off of with this offense this year to see how they're going to utilize him. Yeah, you think they're he's going to be a big play threat, but uh, <laughs> I mean that we we've seen that offense be the most innovative of any offense this this season. So yeah, when you take out the big piece and they have all week to scheme for that, like Tyreek was was iffy, and you know the report said that it was his decision on if he was going to be able to play or not. Apparently, he had a good warm up. I obviously I didn't see the warm up, but uh, maybe, maybe they watch that. Zach Wilson warm up and say, "Yeah, we don't need him." Today. Yeah, yeah let's just take that week off, buddy. Um, I mean, like, because that's actually my other point, though, is the Dolphins actually didn't didn't do anything crazy uh, offensively, other than Waddle. Waddle had a very good game, eight for one forty two touchdown. Um, I mean, Tua was very effective, but he didn't need to do anything crazy. Right, right. Like twenty one no, to twenty four, right. I think. Right. Yep. Twenty one to twenty four. Twenty four, something like that. Um, and they really didn't run that many plays. What is it? It's 20, uh, 28, 28 carries total and 26 passes total when Mike White came in uh, for a couple plays too. So um, that's not a lot of snaps, and and they didn't need a lot, and they didn't um, – but the Jets were so inept on offense. Uh, yeah, it's 103 total yards. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, like – Story of the Jets right there, and it's but so that sad. Also, that also plays into the Tyreek Hill argument for mvp still now he can't miss multiple weeks no, and still he, get he MVP. has to play um, throughout and christian mccaffrey definitely didn't make things easy on him this no week. no and, and and i already had christian mccaffrey at the poll for now um with expecting quarterbacks to pass him up but um but that being said i don't think it should hurt tyreek's stock at all you know as long as he comes back in his tyreek again then um you know he should be right in that conversation we're talking about we're talking about running backs to start the show. We just have to touch on Mostert. I mean, he didn't do anything in this game except score touchdowns, which he's done every week. He has twenty touchdowns this year. In his eight previous years, do you know how many touchdowns he had in his career? Oh God, uh, probably eight. Nineteen. So he's oh, okay. more than doubled. <laughs> okay. He's more than doubled his touchdown production in one season. Not even a full year. Just insane. Is it, he, he's actually not a bad receiver either. Does he have a few? Uh, yeah, no, he receiving has touchdowns. Um, I'm not sure if he has any. I think that's 20 total touchdowns. Oh, 20, 20 yeah, total. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I think he has like 16 or 18 on the ground. Well, not that good then. Yeah. <laughs> Get this guy out of here. Yeah. Um, no, and, and he, he, you know, everyone talks about his speed, but I've said before, you know, like he runs hard. He's physical. Um, so, yeah, uh, the Dolphins, you know, I think we've seen, you know, they can have Achilles heel at times, but uh, hey, man, they, they found a way to win without you know, their, their best offensive player. So, and probably their best player period. Um, so, you know, and yeah, the jets are lifeless. Uh, you know, I kind of wonder if they're really ever going to, if they're going to be able to put it back together and it sucks, you know, like if they had just had and like an average quarterback, this, you, this would have been, this would have been a about, scary team. You talk about Achilles, right? Like, uh, I saw a video of Aaron Rodgers doing like, he was standing up on his toes, which was kind of like that last thing. Like, can you, can you, stretch the Achilles a little bit like that's the last step to kind of coming back and like on the sideline somebody um you know in the stands recorded Rodgers and he was like going up on his toes like three times during the it's weird man like it's like and like I saw a video of him practicing and he looked like it was just like a normal quarterback practicing and just like oh that sucks I'm telling you yeah right I'm telling you yeah if they just won a couple more uh 
I don't know. I I wonder if he it, this is like what would be his motivation to actually come back at this point? It like it's got to be he shouldn't. No, he shouldn't. But but you know, he shouldn't football wise, but financially like is he going to come out with like, you know, is he going to do the Tom Brady with like this is what I did to recover from my injury and you know, like and just sell us some weird shit. I don't know. You know what I mean? Maybe it could. I'm just saying like these guys do think about this stuff, you know, after football. Right. And I'm sure the darkness retreat and, you know, uh, requests would be way up. Yeah. The darkness retreat, the, the, the weird bottle that he, did you say that was a bong? The bottle that he, that he dropped on the, on the sideline? Somebody said it was a bong. I, yeah. I, I don't know. It, it, it didn't look like it had any, uh, you know, ability to smoke it, but obviously it was a quick, a quick glance. So I don't know. Um, (laughs) But yeah, um, I don't know. But otherwise, like, could it be like Rogers just being like, "Hey, I'm part of this team. I want to play football," you know? Like, and I and he, and does that mean he's actually planning on coming back next year? You I think know? I think he is. And um, yeah, I think it just plays even just the the boost you get from the locker room in general. Like, oh, like he's he's attacking rehab like that. Like he's doing this, you know, unconventional surgery. Like he really wants to come back. You would hope that that would boost the the spirit in the locker room and motivate them even more. And then it, it, no, the defense, it, you know, the, the defense was talented enough and the offense was just inept again, which has been the story of the Jets. And it, and it really shouldn't be because, I mean, it, well, I mean, again, this has been an underrated problem with the Jets. The, like, I, I don't mean to defend Zach Wilson, but their offensive line has been decimated. And Makai yeah. um, Becton should probably be a right tackle, you know, if he's, you know, when he's healthy. Cause like he gave up a bad sack to Bradley Chubb in this game. It was, it was, it was like, he didn't, it was, it was Juwan Taylor esque. It was like, move your fucking feet. Lazy fuck. Um, God, he's so big and so athletic. And it's just like, I don't know, man. I, but yeah, so it's a little bit of a defense of Zach Wilson. Um, maybe with, maybe with a capable and healthy offensive line, Zach Wilson could have, game managed his way this team to a you know to a Aaron Rodgers coming back with three games left you know but um but with that offensive line and a quarterback no of of, yeah. of Wilson's caliber there was just no chance you know um kind of a kind of a bummer for Garrett Wilson Garrett Wilson seems like one of those guys that could be uh you know yeah I put up crazy numbers last year with Zach Wilson so yeah he, and he seems like one of those guys that could really put it which is kind of a kind of to my point right because he did put up good numbers with Zach Wilson last year but the line stayed a little healthier right Elijah Vera Tucker you know like and again even if they're like lower quality linemen but if they stay together all year you know it's just one of those like as a unit they play better yeah so uh now you got guys out of position and you get it but Huh. Uh, I meant to do. Yeah, we were, we were talking Steelers before, so come back to just the bizarre, the bizarre world of the Steelers. Uh, the, Rashard Mendenhall um, just kind of recently learned more about him. You know, you, you told me he's a nine eleven truther or nine eleven denier or like what's his you know what's his deal? He, yeah, he he believes he doesn't believe that. Um... Uh, a plane could take down the towers demolition style and also we he said that we he'd have to hear uh bin laden you know he, he didn't want to cast any 
you know, he didn't want to make any assumptions about Bin Laden without talking to him first, essentially. <laughs> this is on Twitter in 2011. It was like he, he took credit for killing 3,000 people. I think, yeah. th- I, think, I think we can chalk that up. I think up the book's the, out on him. Yeah, you know. Um, but anyway, so more recently, uh, as in this week, Richard Mendenhall, uh, probably not a fan of our podcast because we're a couple of mediocre white football players. <laughs> <laughs> at least at one time. Mediocre is um, doing me too much of a service. Well, I mean, like I said, I, I would have been in the NFL if I had been five inches taller. Yeah, but, I think he's like, more talking to you well, than yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, Rashard Mendenhall probably wouldn't even let me in his league. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, he he does not uh, approve of, uh, you know, mediocre white former players talking about black players. Uh, it's... <laughs> In case you missed it, he, I don't want to give him too much attention. He it's wants just a, funny. He, he he wants a segregated Pro Bowl. Like that's actually what he proposed. Dude, that's wild. Uh, like, 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 do we really have to do the like, like this? This guy's white. He's good. Like, like do we have to do that? <laughs> Come on, man. Like, dude, the, there's no. We all know the elephant in the room. Like, like black dudes are more athletic. That doesn't mean they worked any. Like, it doesn't mean they didn't work hard. It doesn't mean the white dudes didn't work hard. Like, just don't be a dick. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, the conversation. Like, um, a couple years ago at the combine, when Troy Apke, the safety from Penn State, he ran a four three five in the forty. He's a white dude, and everybody was thinking the same shit. They're like, holy shit, that's fast for a white dude, right? Like, like it's not a big deal. It's not racist. It's just racial, you know, like not everything that's racial is racist. And, and then Mike Mayock, who was covering the draft with Deion Sanders, it, like, cause Deion was like, Ooh, that boy's fast, you know? And then, like, or whatever the fuck he said. Yeah. And, and then, and then Mike Mayock's like, Oh, you say that? Why, why are you surprised? And, you know, Mayock kind of baited him into it. And Dion was like, nah, I'm not taking the bait. He's like, <laughs> like, well, I can't really say that on TV. He's like, why the fuck not? You know, like, I mean, everybody knew what Dion was saying because everyone was just as surprised as they were. Like, yeah, it's a fa- it's a really fast, big white dude. He's like 6'2", 210 or something like that. Like, like, dude, so there are differences in athleticism. And honestly, that's something that actually hurts that, that it's I don't want to get I don't want to take Richard Mendenhall's thing too seriously. <laughs> like, I don't want to give this guy too much attention, but it is an important thing to talk about because it's actually something. I remember as an Eagles fan, this hurt Donovan McNabb, for instance. You know what I mean? And I think it's hurt scores of black quarterbacks where they were just like, like, nah, I'm not going to coach him up on how to read this coverage or that coverage. I'm just going to let him do his thing and run around. You know what I mean? How many high school quarter coaches have probably done that shit? Yeah, I mean, I think you know that's, what I mean? that's only really changed, I feel like, in the last maybe 10 years and that's like really kind of close i would say it's more like closer to five years really and that's and that's not just and just to be clear that's not just a black quarterback thing that's an athletic quarterback thing which we have seen there are athletic white josh allen yeah right he he makes plays with his feet and probably does it too often too right so like so it's not even a white and black thing but yes like are more black dudes fast than white dudes like yes like can we just like is it, is it so bad to say it? Like, it did, But everyone that got to the NFL worked their ass off, white or black. You know what I mean? Maybe some of them, once they got there, didn't. Juwan Taylor. But <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I was actually arguing with somebody. A, a, a good debate, actually. Not arguing, but a good debate. Somebody was like, he was actually pretty good with Jacksonville. He just hasn't been it in Kansas City. But it makes sense. He got his money. They, yeah, they, exactly. they paid him a shitload, and now he sucks. So he's not doing the work now. But anyway. 
uh, my my Juwan Taylor bias aside. Um, I just think I, I just think this is damaging for anybody to I don't know come out and say like like if for some reason people are still listening to Rashard Mendendal, it got out there right. Um, so. I think just yeah because of how wild the take was. It's like oh well like he actually wants that. Um, if you do want a full breakdown, uh, Will Compton on Twitter, former <laughs> former linebacker, he does a great little uh, <laughs> he he. he Puts every position in in play. It's uh, it's pretty funny. <laughs> like I don't, I don't know. It, it, there wasn't really anything wrong with what he said, it, but it, it but it makes people feel weird. Yeah. Like, like oh, the white the white dudes against the black dudes. <laughs> like I don't yeah I don't know, man. Like I mean, it, it was kind of a funny video. I didn't think that he said anything. I'm sure he's taking flack for it and probably doesn't care. But you know what, man? He was he was in the league. Like I don't know. Like how many guys can really survive in an NFL locker room being a racist? I mean. I mean, they they accepted Riley Cooper back in, but oh yeah, they I did. don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, it's kind of like it, I guess it happens in the military too. There's still there's like those holdouts. It's like how the fuck does this happen? Like how do you how do you work with a with a black dude every day or or a Hispanic dude every day and like especially you know when you go to real war you know and not and not respect them. I I don't get it, man. I don't know. Um, but basically, um. I don't know what else, I don't know what else to say about it. Yeah, like like I think I think the black dudes win. You know, I I, I think that's because we're talking about like yeah. I don't know at this point seventy five percent of the over twenty five percent. Yeah, it's it's yeah it hovers right around seventy seventy five. I think yeah. I think it'd be a good game though. Yeah, you so I mean, I mean just numbers wise. Yeah, and I'm and I'm just I'm just talking I'm just talking friendly. You know what I mean? <laughs> this doesn't need to be a yeah. Is this a Pro Bowl atmosphere? You know, like there's nobody tackling. Like what's a <laughs> yeah? Sure, sure. I just, I just mean I don't want to I don't want to turn this into a, like a that kind of thing. You know, like it doesn't need to be like that at all. So whatever. You know, I I, I walked myself into this. I I you know I didn't have to I didn't have to take this on. Hopefully everybody knows I'm not a piece of shit. <laughs> that's, that's all I can say. I know you're not a piece of shit. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, like I don't know. I think about like, you know, my stepdad's black. I like he he and I he, he actually he and I have talked about this. You know what I mean? I was like, well, why is it why is it so offensive to say that black dudes are are more athletic? And he's like, well, it means it, it implies that he didn't work as hard. Again, we were talking about Donovan McNabb at the time, and. And like I get what he's saying, you know what I mean, and and I'm not I I respect his point of view. I get what he's saying, but I just think I don't know. Let's do the math, right? <laughs> let's let's look at all the 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 heaps and heaps of data at the combine. We know we know who's more naturally athletic. It's okay, you know what I mean. It, it doesn't mean they didn't work their ass off to get there. Again, like I said, I think any athletic quarterback, if we're gonna do it with quarterbacks, any athletic quarterback doesn't learn the nuances of the game because they're a man amongst boys. You know what I mean? You know, until they and, get to the NFL. And you could flip that, like, you can flip that to, like, a sex debate, too, right? Like, I mean, men are stronger, you know, faster than women, right? And right. And it's just, like, it is so what then, it is. Uh, yeah, and uh, I don't know. So, like, yeah, in a way, like, I don't know, man. I mean, this is probably why women are smarter than us, because they have to be, right? Because, you know, because we, we've got the upper body strength, right? Like. Like, is that such a bad thing to say? But, like, yeah, I think women are smarter than us. Of course I do. Like, I don't know. Like, but, like, you look at, like, women's basketball. Like, women's basketball isn't everybody's cup of tea. But you know what? Say what you will about it, but they play as a team more, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I I don't know, man. 
it's a touchy subject. I'm sure if we had a lot of listeners, we'd be we'd be canceled now because I, you know what? Like I, I just. Well, I don't think we said anything cancelable. Cancel. I don't know. I, I I hope not. Like I said, I hope everyone knows I'm not a piece of shit. I'm just thinking out loud here. Um, and you know what? If somebody if somebody had like a reasoned argument instead of was just like like hey you're a piece of shit for saying that, like okay, well that doesn't help. Like engage me in conversation. Why was what I said offensive? And then I'll hear you out. You know what I mean? And you know what the beautiful thing is, Tori? You're the producer, so you can just cut this right out if you feel like you sound like a piece of shit. Yeah, but I'm not gonna. Um, you know, I ra- I would rather have a uh, I would rather have a reason debate with somebody. If, and if I did say something offensive, and it, but they have a good point, then I'll then I'll fucking hear them out because that's what we need to do. We need to have these conversations. These these conversations can't be taboo anymore. If you want progress, then we like I'm just saying I'm just saying what almost any white dude thinks, right? Like the again, yeah. I, I feel like I'm in the not piece of shit camp. You know what I mean? But I also don't see it from a black dude's point of view. For instance, a black right. dude that lived in the South in the 1960s, he's going to have a different point of view than me. And we should talk about that. And we do. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. and that's a good thing. That's what, that's what it's okay to disagree. And hopefully you come a little closer to middle and whatever. This isn't a political talk show. I think we're done with this. But <laughs> You know what I mean? Ah, fucking Richard Mendel. He had like 13 career fumbles and like, like he only had two years, two years over a thousand. Like, why the fuck are we talking about what he said anyway? Super Bowl champion, though. Like, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, he was good that year, wasn't he? I think he was. Yeah. Okay. One year. You got it. All right. Well, speaking of insanely athletic quarterbacks, <laughs> um, Lamar is slowly making a believer of me. And he's got three games coming up where. He's got a chance to really make a believer of me. MVP, you know. He Absolutely. Could, he could solidify that again. And and the thing is, is he it's not really flashy stats. And he does turn the ball over more than I would like. He's not he's not as careful with the ball as I would like. But for a little while, kind of like Jalen Hurts was, he's making up for it with these plays that nobody else can make. Yeah, you know, I tell you blindly, fourteen to twenty four, hundred and seventy one yards, touchdown interception. 12 carries, 97 yards. You're like, good game. Okay. Like, what? Like, why are you bragging about that? No, you have to watch the game. Like, that was a fantastic, (laughs) fantastic game. Quarterback runs are demoralizing, and his are more demoralizing than anyone's. Did you see the 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 spy count that they had uh, on the on the telecast? No, I think I missed that. They were spying him, right? And it took eight seconds. And the the one where he manipulated the line of scrimmage ran up waited for the spy to come like so the spies you know running towards him he's he's rolling right goes up to the line of scrimmage waits for the spy to actually come to hit him so that opens up a throwing lane and then he sidearms it his arm strength is unbelievable too like his sidearms like he flicks it and it goes like 20 yards like so nonchalantly uh, they they seem to really be making <laughs> I, I think he's one of those guys that did have bad habits because he was so freaking athletic. That yeah, I mean, nobody was going to stop him in high school. I mean, we've seen his high school tapes. Yeah. Nobody was going to stop him at in the ACC. That's why he won the Heisman. And it was just total man amongst boys, yeah. right? And he didn't have to learn a lot of nuances of the game. Once you get to the pros, you do because you're going to get hurt, and he did, right? And and, and now he's yeah, he was he was in Florida, right? Like he was in like Dade County, like the the hub of of football, 
and he was still a man amongst boys. Right. So, you know, he comes from that where there's NFL players everywhere. He's like, oh, this, you know, this will be easy. And it was for a lot longer than it is for a lot of other people. Yeah. But you're right. You know, he did have some bad tendencies because of that. But I, I don't want to go down that path again, but it had nothing to do with race when it came to Lamar. It was just like, I, I have a prejudice against fast quarterbacks, you know, when they're young, you know what I mean? Like some of them, uh, plenty of them overcome it. You know what I mean? But like those guys just don't learn the nuances of the game. You know what I mean? And like, so like, yeah, I don't want to go down that debate again or that, that path again. But my point being is like, I really didn't think Lamar was going to get to a point where he was winning these close games when you need a passer his his he's being smart now where he's using the threat of his legs to and there were flashes of it in previous seasons but he didn't do it consistently enough and again i think that and, boils down to the the offensive coordinator change which yeah and again you you you've been on this and they're trying to get him to use the threat and 12 rushes is, is not i mean that's it's more than i'd like to see him running the ball right now yeah but they're gonna need him over these next three games this is this stretch is going to tell us a lot about the forty or excuse me about the Ram, the Jesus. It's going to tell us a lot about the Ravens. Third time's a charm because <laughs> they're coming up at San Francisco. Then um, then they host Miami, where we'll, where we'll learn a lot about Miami. I think especially if if it's Baltimore in December weather, right? Or or it might be January by then. Um, and then uh, hosting Pittsburgh, which Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh right now, but also. Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh playing yeah. playing Baltimore. It's it's in Baltimore, but still like that that's one of those division games that and you just never know. Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh in the sense of its defense, right? Like yeah. that's a they're they're know. still gonna yeah, they're they're gonna be coming in and it could be them trying to play spoiler in some capacity, right? So And it needs to be said, this is all without a safety blanket too. Mark Andrews still out, you know. He he's That's a good an point. Like with no, no Andrews to throw to right now, and now he, he did just lose, um, you know, the uh, speedster Mitchell at, at running back Dude, too. But their their running back room is cursed. Yeah, it really is. Um, which is another thing that you know, give credit to Lamar because I, you know, is Odell having a little bit of a resurgence? Yeah, you know, but flashes. He, yeah, you know, yeah. but it's but it's him. It's Zay Flowers. He went but, to Bateman a lot, which has been he's been quiet all year. Bateman was a big target for him last night. This is this is why I don't want to hear the the Patrick Mahomes excuses. You know what I mean? Like, oh, he doesn't have any receivers. Like, dude, like Zay Flowers. You know, he might be a budding superstar, but guess what? Like, you 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 throw me Zay Flowers, I'm gonna say Rasheed Rice when it comes to Patrick Mahomes. And Kelsey is not Kelsey anymore, but he's still Travis Kelsey. He's still got a rapport with him. You know what I mean? So, you know, we'll we'll talk about that in a in a second. But but they also did. Handed off 30 times, right? Um, Mitchell got eight or nine touches before he went out. Uh, Gus Edwards carried it. And all three of them, Justice Hill also. And now it's just, I think, the only two healthy backs they have are Justice Hill and, and Gus Edwards. So I, I don't know if they're going to sign somebody or what, but um, they definitely need to. I feel like they need a third back in that rotation. Those two guys just don't seem like bell cows. Yeah, they de- yeah exactly. They definitely do it uh, a little bit more by committee. It's it's a little bit more of a replaceable position, I guess. You know, especially in that offense, I don't think that you're asking for enormous production from your running backs in in that offense. You just need a guy that can get you steady production. Yeah. Um. Was it Dobbins? Dobbins was a you know a little bit more, but man, like he's, he's just never, con- he's never constantly hurt. Yeah. Healthy. 
Um, I wonder what like a like like Zeke Elliott would have done in in this offense. It would have been, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, I feel like Gus Edwards is Zeke Elliott adjacent, so, similar. You know? Yeah, uh, especially at this stage of Zeke's career, right? Um, but you know what? That's, that's actually a good segue. I think to you know we decided let, let's uh, revisit these power rankings because the quarterback power rankings. Excuse me. Um, cause really for the most part, the power rankings are, you know, you just run right down the, down the records and it's not really much different at this stage, but quarterback power rankings. Last time we did this, you and I said, yeah, it's Mahomes and everybody else. Well, <laughs> I don't think so anymore. Not at this state. Yeah. Not at this juncture in the season, long-term everything in consideration. Yeah. I, I think it's still Mahomes. I'm but. not, a, I'm not even, well, yeah, but so when I say Mahomes and everybody else, I, that's saying Mahomes is in a class of his own. I like, got gotcha. you. Yeah. Um, yeah, probably I, not that. Because when we said it at the time, we were like, at the time we were basically saying, and at least, you know, correct me if I'm speaking for you, but like we were basically saying Mahomes was the only guy that could just overcome anything. Yeah. He could erase any deficit in a, uh, you know, or, or uh, talent deficit. I, I got. He was the only guy that could just erase yeah, everything. No, that you know? that makes sense. And then we just continued to see Kadarius Tony uh, not only <laughs> drop the ball but create interceptions. So, yeah. um, and again, like, but see, I put more of this on Mahomes than I think a lot of people do. Not that throw, obviously, <laughs> yeah. against the Patriots. Yeah, you can't do that. Um, no, but he did throw another interception earlier in the game, and. Uh, what was it? I think it was seven to seven at the time. Like Mahomes does not, he's just, he's like I said, he's just not erasing, you know, the talent deficit. If people are saying that there's a talent deficit at wide receiver, they just like they're not that good at receiver. Like, yeah, okay, you know, like you had a you had Marquez Valdez Scantling with a drop on a deep ball that should have been a touchdown. Again, no guarantee that they win the game there against the Packers. Um, oh, oh sorry, against the Eagles. Um, no guarantee. Um, Good shot though. It's under two minutes, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, week one obviously as well with all the drops and not, the drops have been a no. And Tony issue. caused another interception in that one and, and a pick six, yeah. right? But you again, you, like you can't say like the, that pick six happened in like what the third quarter. Like you don't know how the game's gonna play out. Um, I don't know. I, like, do I do I count the Chiefs out in the playoffs? Absolutely not. No, it's it's still Mahomes. It's still a guy that has an ability to, but he just, he has not been very good lately. And that's what I mean by like, like Lamar's making it work and, and everyone's making excuses for Mahomes, And I'm just, I'm just not buying it. You know what I mean? Like, yes, some of these other quarterbacks on our list. So like, you, you know, uh, we, we differ a little bit. I think we just kind of go through this quickly, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But you've got Lamar at one. I've got, you know, I've got Purdy just, mm, you know, just a pubic hair above Lamar right now. You know what I mean? I can appreciate 1A, that. 1A, 1B. You were, you were tier three with Lamar earlier, I believe. So he's, he's shot up your rankings. Oh, absolutely. No, Lamar, dude, nothing matters more than winning. And Lamar's winning. And he's, like I said, he's a little too loose with the ball. He still turns it over a little bit too much for, for my liking. But almost everybody turns the ball over too damn much right now. So... Um, yeah, sans Brock Purdy, right? <laughs> I mean, pretty much, right? I mean, yeah, like Tua, Tua gets loose with it, you know. Like I, you know, yeah, just going down the list. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean Dak obviously turnover obviously. happy. Uh, CJ after not being turnover, yeah, I mean all, yeah, it seems like all of them. 
and you know, and again, going back to running the ball, like they they kind of were like, like, oh, like CJ can do this, like, okay, so let's put a little more load on him. It's like, no, that's <laughs> no, keep running the ball and making things easier on him, and then let him go win you the game every once in a while. But anyway, we've done that, we've done that speech before. So yeah, you and I flip flop Lamar and Purdy. Yeah, I'm 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 really tired of this, like like oh the supporting cast and. Oh, the the run after the catch is what has Purdy's stats. So it's like, guess what? Like the throw by the quarterback factor, you know, like that factors into run after the catch. Like, like if you want to say he has the, the I mean, Debo Samuel, obviously Debo Samuel's ability and or, or like Kittle, you know, both of those guys factor in. McCaffrey, of course, like all those guys factor into that. Sure, of course they do, but. If you put Zach Wilson in this offense, he's not going to do anything close to this. Okay? If you put Justin Fields oh, in this so. offense, he's not going to do anything close to this. So, yes, everybody is a product of their system. If you if you put Lamar in the Patriots offense right now, would he be good? Probably. But everyone's a product of their system to a certain degree. So when we do power rankings, a quarterback power rankings, it's kind of a useless exercise to an extent because – of course, it's skewed by who they play with and who you know who they're surrounded by. But let's not discount the fact that Purdy probably makes them better too, right? Were they were they doing this with Garoppolo? No, not to this extent. No, no, like they, they were still winning. They were still winning games. Absolutely, Christian McCaffrey, kind of. He's, he's he's having a little bit better of a year. But well, uh, shit. I mean, how much did uh, McCaffrey and Garoppolo actually play together? That was yeah, only like five true. games, right? Yeah, yeah. Good point. Um, I just I don't I don't like the I don't like the arguments against Purdy. It's uh again, I I was coming into this year, I was down on him too. I was I was like, mm, let's I was like to use your term, it was like let's uh what did you say about Browning? Oh yeah, let's pump the brakes. Let's pump yeah, the yeah. brakes, right? Let's pump the brakes. And I I was basically saying the same thing. Let's pump the brakes on Purdy. I'm not saying he sucks. I'm just saying I don't know yet. And we found out, right? And I think I think we have all the evidence we need that Purdy's a stud. Um, you know, not again, not necessarily physical talent. It's just, he's just a good quarterback. He's cerebral, you know, like, like I want to go back and watch his Iowa state tape to see what is it that he had that they missed. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. Brady wasn't Brady at Michigan either. Right. No, <laughs> not at all. So I don't know. Uh, going back down. Uh, okay. So our, our, uh, one, two are flipped. And then I got Mahomes at three. Uh, my, you, oh, my, you never added Allen to yours. Okay. Well, okay. So now I gotta now I gotta breaking uh, news, everybody. Uh, Mike Watson doesn't have Josh, <laughs> Josh Allen in his top ten. <laughs> Josh Allenator. Uh no, no, that's a clear mistake. All right. Uh, I'll adjust on the fly. You let people know you're third. Uh yeah, so I, I do have Allen at number three, which means I'm putting Mahomes at four. And again, you know, like you know, like it, it, there's a with the quarterback power rankings, there's a recency bias, right? Like there's an accepted recency bias. So we're saying who's playing the best football right now? And who would I want this Sunday? You know what I mean? That's kind of what I mean by power rankings, right? Yeah, I got you. So so for me, it's Purdy, it's Lamar, it's Allen. Then I go Mahomes because, you know, all things considered. He did throw two interceptions, one that was his fault against the Patriots. But at the end of the day, you know, he, he still won. Still put up 27 points against the Patriots, who are playing well defensively for the most part. Um, so... Yeah, so you still give it to Mahomes. And, yeah, there are issues in that offense. Um, you know, 
at the tackles. They didn't have their they didn't have their new star running back. Kelsey is slowing down. But that being said, I don't think Mahomes makes good decisions, and I'll take Allen's athleticism over Mahomes. I think we're talking arm talent is the same. And so yeah, I'll take Allen over Mahomes. Um Hurts okay. hurts him, you know. I might bump him down after this game because that w- I just don't understand that decision at the end of the game. Yeah, I'm actually going to bump him down right now since I'm already doing adjustments. Uh, we're going to go there. So, uh, yeah, my four, I got Tua. I got Tua a little bit higher than you do. Um, I got I got Tua at four, and then I got Josh Allen at five to round up my top five. Yeah, and I don't I don't want to punish Tua for the. Uh, Again, for for having the talent around him, that's not that's not what I'm going with. It's it's the turnovers with Tua. Like he does make some some stupid mistakes, and that I think that will hurt them in the playoffs. So I've got Tua at seven, um, which is a little you know it might sound crazy to some to have I have C.J. Stroud at number six behind Hurts. Um, again, apology accepted because you and Parker said I was crazy for having him in my top 10 when, uh, we, when we did this the first time, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was again, more big picture approach and that was with more healthy quarterbacks too. I think that, uh, plays a part of it. Uh, you know, it was funny when you suggested this, I, I was having, I was struggling a little bit to come up with 10, like solidified guys right which just goes how we were, we were teetering on like we we're like uh, do i do i put uh do i put joe flacco do i put, I, I, do I joe, put flacco, <laughs> joe flacco's my 11 he's my honorable mention uh just uh yeah like i almost had him in my top 10 again if it's yeah if it's for this sunday like like if we're saying it's 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 to play a game this sunday um yeah flacco might be 11 honestly but yeah it's a round out mine so i had two at seven Dak, I think, again, was kind of put in a bad spot this week. Not to make too many excuses for him, but, yeah, I got Dak at eight. Matthew Stafford, you know, still kind of gets um, underrated a little bit. I think it was – who was I listening to? I think it was Troy Aikman. No, it wasn't Aikman. Damn it. Who, who said it? Somebody said he is the most talented quarterback in the league. Like, you know, like – ter- Probably so Dan Orlovsky is a big Matthew um, Stafford guy. Maybe, maybe. Um, but, there's yeah, they were saying – that he's the most talented quarterback, you know, not saying he's the best, but saying he's the most talented quarterback just with, you know, some of the things that he can do and, and the way he can throw the football. Um, and yeah, he can spin it. So, um, I mean, talk about a guy that, you know, you got to give him some credit for Puka Nakua too. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, especially after the, the whole, the weird situation that they had in the off or, you know, in, in training camp. Yeah, yeah. Remember, even, we, I was like Puka Nakua, whoever this guy is. Maybe it'd be beneficial if you, you know, ride to the stadium with uh, with Matthew <laughs> Stafford and because Stafford was aired out by by his wife. Uh, you know that that he didn't know anybody in the locker room, yeah, and, the, and the kids are all in them. their phones. Yeah, and, he couldn't relate with them. Yeah, and uh, so give him some credit. Yeah. He's got him at seven and seven. I mean, I said I said I think the Bucks might win. Actually, Baker maybe should be eleven, right? Like Baker or Flacco, that's a tough one, right? Yeah. I mean, um, after last week, I think you'd have to go Baker because he didn't turn the ball over. Four touchdowns. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, um, what was I, I going to say? I lost it. Shit. While you lose it, I'll, I'll just run down my bottom five uh, or six through ten. So I got Hertz at six, Stroud at seven, and then our eight, nine, ten are exact. Yeah. The same, Dak, Stratford, or Stafford, and Goff. Um. Yeah, I think I think at the end of the season, you and I could do the uh, like the fantasy draft in Madden and say like, you know, who do you want? You know, 
who do you want for the next 10 years, right? Like, you want to build a franchise. Because yeah. that, that's a totally different list, right? I mean, that might be C.J. Stroud at number one, right? So, I don't know. Um, oh, I, yeah, I remember. I, like, the Rams are another team that could win a playoff game. They got they oh, got yeah. a few, like, oh, they, yeah. they got a, they're obviously young and experienced, but they got a few guys at important positions that have been there before. Um, they could win a playoff game, you know? They won't be home like the Bucks will, though, so. There, that'd be a team, like, I'd be excited to watch the Rams in the playoffs, right? Yeah. Like there's some teams that can sneak in there that I'd be like, eh, I might skip this game or I might just half watch it. But if the Rams are on, like that's that's exciting football to watch, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't. Who are the Bucks going to end up with? They might, or though, and, and they're. I think there could very easily be a Lions and Rams matchup too, which would be kind of crazy. Oh yeah, Goff just versus uh, Goff Stafford. versus Stafford. Yeah, so. <laughs> Um. Obviously, you know the Rams still won the trade, but like, you <laughs> oh, know. why do you say that? Just because they got a Super Bowl? Well, it's, it's what they, oh, they had, they had to trade for a bunch of other guys. It doesn't doesn't really count. No. Um. You know why it doesn't count is because uh, Logan Wilson shouldn't have been called for that pass interference or illegal contact on Cooper Cup. All right, I think we've uh, stretched the ref narrative enough for this episode. Yeah, but I'm right. Um. Okay. Uh. Derrick Henry, man, this is just sad at this point. It really, I mean, talk about a guy. Like, I mean, I, there weren't too many players in these last five years that I loved more. So to watch his demise, which I'm pretty sure is what we're seeing now, it sucks. Um, yeah, I mean, that I came across a stat uh, earlier today that just shocked me. Never thought you would have this stat associated with Derrick Henry. Uh, first player in... The last 75 years with 20-plus touches and uh, 10 scrimmage yards. First person to be held to 10 scrimmage yards or less with 20-plus touches. 16 carries for 9 yards, is that right, I think? Yeah, let me pull it up. With a long of 6. Like, that, like that. that's partially offensive line play. No, definitely. Like, like they, were got, they were getting blown up, but it's also, like, it's partially that, right? But it's also, like partially no he's you're not creating he's not uh yeah he's not creating and it it just sucks man. 16 it's, for nine yeah, yeah 16, 16 carries nine. nine yards longest six four targets he's four catches, he's in that he's in that legarrett blunt with the eagles stage where he really wasn't that good even like like if he if he broke to the second level he was still terrifying like yes like you don't you don't want to tackle derrick henry you still don't but um yeah, like you said, just just hitting the hole and acceleration. And yeah, I mean, like Taji Spears, right? They're rookie running back, nine carries, same same game, same offensive line. Obviously, not every look is the same, right? But nine carries, thirty yards. Yeah, and I mean, I think another part of that is being a weapon in the passing game too. Um, yeah, I mean, he he actually was held to one target for seven yards. But you're right, he is their their third down back. Well, you know what I mean, like yeah, like yeah, yeah. like when Henry's in, like you're stacked up against the run. But like still, like obviously, 16 carries for nine yards is inexcusable production um, from the offense, from him, you know, whatever. Uh, so yeah, uh, between that and now, you know, in the post game, you know, he's basically saying like, yeah, this year is it. He's he's questioning his future at the very least with the Titans. And it sucks, man. It's like like why don't they just trade him? You know, like like let it, let him hitch on. Maybe he can actually produce a little bit for a team like the Eagles that need a power back, right? Like the Ravens. I I still wish he was on the Ravens. I really do. Yeah. No, I mean, I could see that working too. It, you know, and 
and again, like if you if you have a line that can get him to the second level, yeah, he's still going to be scary. And guess who can do that? <laughs> Lamar Jackson in a read option with Derrick Henry. Oh yeah, holding <laughs> yeah holding a defensive end away from him. Of course, like yeah, I mean, and and obviously uh, and to then, a yeah, to a lesser Jaylen degree, hurts, hurts yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, ah, man, it it sucks. Um, that being said, so the Titans lost nineteen to sixteen um, in an ugly game, uh, but. Devin Singletary had a good game. He actually almost had the game-winning touchdown running overtime. Uh, it was a pretty bad hold. Uh, I don't know if it was Nico Collins. I can't remember what receiver was holding on play. It was pretty bad. Um, but, yeah, Singletary took it in from, like, 40 yards out. So he would have ended up with, like, you know, 150, 160. But he ended the game 121. Uh, Case Keenum, Singletary, the defense did what they had to do and kept the Texans alive. So uh, I think they're out. It's them and the Bills at eight and six that are out if it, if it ended today, right? I believe so. I mean, yeah. Uh, a lot of talk about backup quarterbacks. Case Keenum is like the like the backup that you want to spot start for a game or two, right? Um, uh, why am I blinking on the Chiefs guy? Uh, Chase Daniels, right? Like another another one of those. Like that's who you want to start a game or two, like fill in. Yeah, uh, it is them. It's yeah, it's the Bills. The Bills and the Texans would be out right now. Um, don't know about head to head still. So I, I don't know. I don't know who actually controls their own destiny in this situation. But there are. It's going to change twenty times over by the time this conversation's there are finished. Five teams at eight and six. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. Um, and only yeah, only one of them. Wow. Yeah. Okay. No, I didn't even realize that. The AFC South is three, eight, and six teams right yeah, now. Yeah. And you might have to win that division to get in. That's wow. I mean, have we ever seen anything like this in the AFC? This is crazy. And then and then the Steelers and the Broncos don't, still not technically out of it, uh, seven and seven. And please, Steelers, just don't make the playoffs. Like, uh, that would be the worst case scenario. Yeah. To talk about a game I don't want to watch. Yeah. yeah seriously. Um, all right. Um, uh, Oh yeah, that Browns Browns Bears game. So this uh, this was quite a stat. Joe Flacco had 212 yards in the fourth quarter of that game because uh, they, they were down 17 to seven. You know, Bears fans would kind of have an argument to a certain extent. Um, they lost. The Bears have lost like three different games that they had in the bag, and. I mean, they're in, they're in contention for the division if they win those three. That's, those are big ifs. Those are big ifs, yeah. and that comes down to coaching and quarterback play. It really does. But so, and and that situation, I think that's the best way to lose, right? When you're not really contending, but you're in games, I think that experience is invaluable. Obviously, you don't want it to become a habit of losing. Every, you don't want that to be the narrative, but I think. Ideally, this is a year like you know, this is last year for the Bears, and then they're building in terms of Justin Fields and the coaching staff. But you know, reality is we're we're here now, um, trending in the right direction, playing you know good team, you know tough teams close, and then just not pulling it out like might save Eberflus's job, might extend Justin Fields a year as the guy. Who knows? But um, it's I think it would be tough to move off of him when they're contending against these tough teams and they're just not squeaking it out. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's one of those things. And, and you know, we, we talked about the Vikings being the, the they were the worst, you know, kind of like the Eagles were the, were the worst 10 and one team we had ever seen. Right. Like, right. you know, um, 
and the Vikings last year were a similar situation where like I can't remember what their record yeah, was. They but were, it was like yeah, you want to talk about like turn you know turnover luck, one score game like they're there's something to be said about winning those games, but it's also right. I'm saying the flip side is the bears, you know, it's like, okay, you're going to, you know, if you stick with them another year, do you start winning some of those closer? You could go the other way, right? Where those games aren't close anymore. Right. Right. right? But if they believe, you know, if, if you're actually building something and then you use those two top five picks to, to really build something again, I don't think they should take Marvin Harrison with one of them. And it's not, it's not even a knock on him. It's a knock on the position. Okay. But I don't think it should be Marvin Harrison, but, um, Oh, by the way, I didn't finish the stat. Joe Flacco, 212 yards in the fourth quarter. Guess how many times Justin Fields was thrown for 212 yards in his, in a game, 35 starts. How many times? 35 starts. Mm -hmm. I'll go 13. No lower. 10. 9. So. Yeah, I mean, last year. Now, yards aren't everything. And also, yeah, he runs. Okay. But it is a little bit, you know, it does kind of show you a little bit of, of it, you know, of the picture. I don't know, man. I I don't equi- – I think some people think that Justin Fields would be Lamar Jackson with the Ravens. And I do not. I think I don't think that. I think he gets a lot of shit, and I think um, people blame him for for some of the issue, like issues that aren't necessarily his fault. But the ceiling is not Lamar Jackson, and I don't know how you can say it is watching his game film. Like, yeah, you talk about ceiling. Like for me, ceiling is like maybe get you a wild card and win. You know, maybe squeak out one win in the playoffs. Like that's his ceiling for me. And that's right now. He, I mean, can he I think evolve? That's his, I think that's his ceiling. Period. But again, like we saw, you know, we just saw things like throwing people under the bus and stuff like that. And you know, like like did he or didn't he? Like, well, a leader doesn't even let you question it. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, I just don't. I don't know if I like. You know, I saw like you know how much they love Will Levis, who got hurt in this game too. Like, just like even as a rookie, like it like seems like he has it right. Like, like the leadership qualities, like, does he actually have the ability, you know, the, you know, the cerebral ability processing and all that stuff. We know he has the arm talent and now, the apparently he doesn't, uh, or, or back to Levis. We know that he doesn't process everything because did you see what, uh, Vrabel said about the hits that he was taking? <laughs> no. Uh, so last week he, he mentioned that he showed Will Levis scenarios where diving, you know, the rules help you know, are beneficial for a quarterback to dive and how you can take advantage of that and how, or, you know, sliding, excuse me, not diving, sliding. And then, uh, you know, then he got banged up last, not Sunday, but the week before he took a bunch of big hits and then obviously got banged up again. But prior to Sunday's game, uh, reporters asked him about it and Vrabel was like, yeah, I'm just going to, I tried that avenue. Now I'm just going to show him, you know, examples of quarterbacks just getting blown up. But, <laughs> Maybe that'll hit home a little closer. <laughs> Another any given Sunday, or let him fucking learn then. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you need to watch that movie. I do. Um, so anyway, to bring it back to Fields, though, uh, if we're doing those power rankings with all of the current injuries, like okay, where's Fields? Like, I think it's too polarized. You know what I mean? Like, like so many things in our world right now. Like most people love him or hate him. I think he's just a guy. You know what I mean? He's exciting. 
you know, but it I don't, exciting, yeah. he's exciting, but I don't think he's, you know, I, I just don't think he's like a, a, a sustained winner or anything like but that. But you, you say like the ceiling is like wild card win. There's like probably a third, a third of NFL franchises would be probably pretty happy with that. Oh, true, They're not going to say that publicly. Oh, I'm, not, but. I'm, I'm not saying, uh, like, if the Patriots want to offer a second for him, like, do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm, a, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying don't do that. Like, would I give up a second for Justin Fields if I didn't have a quarterback? Yeah. Yeah, I think I would. I, I think, I think uh, especially if I thought I had the infrastructure in place to, to coach him, you know? Second round pick for for Fields, I think we, you know, like because he's like you know what you're getting. Especially to if an I don't, extend. especially if I don't have to give him a Daniel Jones contract, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like you don't even have to pick up his fifth year. I mean, you would pick up his fifth year option at that point. I mean, um, that decision's not even going to be yours to make. That's going to be the Bears' this off season. Yeah, um, you know that that could be a Belichick special. Actually, distressed. Well, never mind. He, the rumor is he's gone. Right? Okay, Justin Fields to the no, not the Chargers. That's not going to happen. Where could Belichick go where he could bring in Fields? I don't know. I don't know. Commanders? I don't know, Sam Howell. Oh, just yeah. got benched. Uh, uh, Howell got benched. I didn't even see that. Okay. No kidding. He was he was like leading the league in yards. Again, yards overrated. Jacoby Brissett came in and uh yeah. I am a Brissett guy. I do like Brissett. Another guy that if you need him for like four quarters a year, great. I think I think Brissett would have been like with the Jets this year, I think he would have I think he would have been good. I think I think I think he would have the Jets in the playoffs. Uh fighting for a playoff spot, yeah. 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 I, I agree. They'd have they'd have eight wins right now. He would have ke- <laughs> yeah, he would have kept their heads above water till Rodgers came back. Um all right. Oh yeah. So yeah, uh Darnell Mooney with that drop on the Hail Mary, that's tough. Um Yeah. <laughs> gotta catch that. This is funny. You said would would Darnell Mooney still be breathing if he wore a Chiefs uniform? It's like, well, Canarius Tony's still breathing, so <laughs> That's like, true, but like that play, you know that play. I, I think I think people are just as mad at Tony for a few. I mean, come on, he he took away their touchdown. Um, you know, everybody was pumped. I was pumped about Travis Kelsey making that play. You know, um, he had it right in his chest, though. I mean, oh, again, I don't know, man. I I I still wonder if Mahomes is just like too buddy buddy with everybody and doesn't hold people accountable the way, I, well, the way Brady I, did. I heard somebody on the pregame tonight say, "Is that is that another you know factor of losing the enemy? Because is Andy because he was a hard ass, yeah, yeah. Is Andy Reid a hard ass? Not known to be. Is uh, and he's more of a line guy." Right. Like, is Matt Nagy a hard ass? I don't not from what we saw previously. I don't it doesn't seem like he is. Eric Bienemy is a known hard ass and uh known to keep people accountable. So um maybe maybe just another example of that. And uh I, I don't know. Um so yeah, you also so you did say pump the brakes on jake browning but see to me so if we go like browning won a uh his third straight game um and this one in overtime against the vikings with uh with mullins playing fairly well mullins turned over a couple of times and had a egregious quarterback sneak in overtime but browning won the game 
And uh, honestly, it probably should have been the drive before Nick Mullins. Like, the Chiefs probably shouldn't even have given up possession anyway because they had an egregious pass interference way downfield. Browning stayed cool, moved around in the pocket. I think he was uh, aiming for T. Higgins, and it should have been pass interference. It was a third and 18. Um, he actually threw a good ball, and then it should have been pass interference. They ended up having to punt. The Vikings uh, go for it on fourth and one from, like, the Bengals' 40. And it was the worst goddamn quarterback sneak I've ever seen. Yeah, it wasn't good. I mean, to be fair, they did fumble the exchange. And I I know you, you were telling me that, whatever, just go for it. But you don't want a live ball in that situation. You don't want to make a bad play worse, right? I didn't. Th- I mean, I didn't really see him lose control that much. But I don't know. <laughs> it, it, all I know is it was pretty bad. And again, it just keeps coming back to the Eagles and the tush push, which they're obviously not invincible anymore. But uh, actually, yeah. I mean, did the Seah- did they ever get? Uh, no, they scored a touchdown on one. Did the Seahawks get a chance to stop one? I'm no. telling you, I think I think I think somebody's going to stop one in a huge situation. No, they, the they in a, no, they got it early before you you uh, made your way over here while you were still at the gym. I think on the first drive they they converted it once or twice as well. And uh, Seahawks have, uh, I mean, Leonard Williams is a is a pretty big guy. Yeah, I, but I mean, again, it's just like it's. It's so dumb that that rule is going to change. You know, it's it, it, usually when they say they're looking at a rule, a lot of times it does change. You know, again, the end zone things. Like, why? Why do you keep fucking with the? Why do you keep fucking with the game? I don't know. It, what were we talking about? We were talking about Jake Browning. So you, you're not you're not that high on him. And you know, to be fair, like you know, uh, Brock Purdy had played well, but I, you know, he's kind of my example. We going back to last week, right? We had a list of like eight of these guys that came in at ba- his backups. And for the most part, that was my argument. You don't need to protect the starters. You don't need to protect quarterbacks. You know what I mean? Let them, just let them play football. Like, yeah, you're not allowed to hit them after three steps, and you're not allowed to target them, you know, intentionally and everything like that. But all these extra things, the, you know, their finger grazing the helmet or the, you know, even tackling at the knees, you know what I mean? Like those kinds of things, like those kinds of things happen, you know? Um, so let them fucking play football. But, you know, we had those eight quarterbacks. And so that, you know, it was kind of an argument I should have made last week, you know, classic, right? You know, you get in an argument with somebody and you think of what you should have said about three days later. But, I mean, Brock Purdy is, he's the example. You you wouldn't you wouldn't have said anything about Brock Purdy, you know, three games in either. You would have been like, nah, he ain't shit. No, you know? I know. And and that's all I'm just, I'm just trying to say is like, um, I don't mean that to like disrespect Browning by any means, but you do have to look at the weapons he has. He has Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd's having a down year, but he's still Tyler Boyd. Uh, I mean, look at the the touchdown that T. Higgins, you know, jump ball and then grabs, you know, reaches over the pylon to make you know a phenomenal touchdown. Yeah, no, the, the at the end of the fourth quarter, uh, it was a great play. Again, I've been saying the same thing. The 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 Bengals already had great weapons, you know. With if, if they had just gone with Higgins and Boyd and invested more in the offensive line, this would be a damn good team. So so but, what, what so hang on, let me let me ask you this though. So like I say what you're saying is kind of an indictment on Joe Burrow because Burrow's production wasn't that that much better um than Browning's has been over the last three weeks. Yeah, Browning lost his first start and then he's and he's been very good since. So, like, is it kind of is that actually a reflection on Burrow? No, because Burrow is proven. 
at this point. I don't think Browning has proven three games in. That's just the nature. I just need to see it more than this. I know, but if you're going to use the weapons argument, I guess is what I'm saying. Well, I mean, it's like Burrow Burrow had those weapons too. And yeah, once he got healthy, what did he do? So we said after the bye, right? That's when he would be healthy at San Francisco, 28 to 32, 283 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, 43 more yards on the ground. First Buffalo win. So beat San Francisco on the road, beats Buffalo at home, 31 to 44, 348, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Then loses a shootout to the Texans, 30 to 27. 27 to 40, uh, 347. He did turn it over. Two touchdowns, two interceptions. You know, th- those are three great. Like, like he wasn't healthy at the beginning of the year. Again, we were on the don't panic button, but his numbers didn't look great. But um, I mean, small sample size, I guess. But I mean, they he beat the best team in the NFL right now, and then probably one of the hottest teams in the NFL right now in the Bills, and. Uh, you know, a tough Texans team lost, but, you know, just barely. And then got hurt against the Ravens. So you can't put that on Browning or Burrow because they kind of split the game there. Yeah, I'm just saying I'm leaning more towards, like, I'm interested to see more from Browning because he's won three games against good teams, including... Bless <laughs> you. First, oh, excuse me. First sneeze in solid sports history. Was it? I don't I think know. think so. First recording. Um, excuse me. No, I I'm I want to see more from Browning too. Like I I'm excited for it. I'm just saying the narrative out there right now is everyone has already fallen in love with him and the Falcons. Yeah, you know, just we'll just say the Falcons, right? Like a team that needs a quarterback, Saints, Falcons, whoever. Could I see them paying him a lot of money and then him not working out? And yes. again, there's something to be said for continuity because if brought if somebody had if they had been like. Yeah, you know what? We're gonna go with Garoppolo, or we're gonna, you know, whatever, whatever the 49ers... Oh no, we're gonna, we're gonna go back to <laughs> fucking Trey Lance. Jesus, I forgot his name. Um, yeah, they're like, oh no, we're gonna stick with Trey Lance, and then they traded Purdy somewhere. What would Purdy be in another system, right? But that's because of continuity. It's not because of the talent. It's because of the continuity. And they, there's also something to be like, you, you know, we we've, we've talked about like the, and we've debated a little bit the confidence factor, right? Is like like oh don't ruin his confidence right and Purdy came into a good situation but I actually look at it the other way where it's will the teammates believe in the guy and so like and I and I think that's something that kind of gets overlooked is like everybody believed in Purdy and then they were like you know what we'll build this thing around him whereas like if a guy like Bur- if Purdy's clone walked into you know Carolina right now. They, they wouldn't look at it that way. And so when Purdy struggled, they would just be like, nah, write him off. Yeah, he's not the, you know what I mean? So, like, yes, Purdy walked into a very good situation, just like Tom Brady was fortunate to walk into the situation that he did, right? Right. Like, that's what I believe. Um, so, again, so Browning did the same thing. So, I mean, sometimes, sometimes it's just luck, man. I don't know. It, but, like, but you don't expect Browning to overtake. Joe Burrow's place. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, and no, and and you bring. Okay, fair point. It's a different situation this off season, where yeah, the Falcons could trade for Jake Browning, and you're right, it could end up not working out. Where they and, and that's not. Yeah, that's not to say that Browning's bad. It's. It, I think it does play into the continuity factor. It's just I think teams are so quick to be like, it worked here for three weeks. Let me go get this guy, and it'll work in my system. And I think that's where GMs mess up a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think, 
man, people just fall in love with quarterbacks way too quickly. Yeah, exactly. In exactly. the draft or or when a you know when a when a backup shows some flashes. Yeah, and it's like it's like they don't do their homework. Like, okay, what was the situation? Who was Jake Browning throwing to? It's like 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 don't take it away from him. He's won three games against good football teams, and that's right. that's not an easy thing for a backup quarterback to do. He wasn't taking first team reps until a few weeks ago, especially four weeks ago. with them trending in the right direction, and then they they like you know bad start to the season, trending upward, and then they lose their franchise quarterback. Like that's yeah. like and okay, lose, that, and lo- actually lose three in a row because yeah. yeah, Texans, Ravens, Steelers, they lost three in a row right there, and then Browning came in and righted the ship. So it's and again that that, that those are three different teams, right? Like that's actually a, a tough schedule that they've had because this Vikings game that was a playoff atmosphere for the Vikings, mm. you know, so they've had. The Bengals have had a tough schedule. From like, l- listen to their last eight games where they've gone five and three. And of course, I hit the freaking button. <laughs> um, no, so the, yeah, their last eight games is at 49ers versus Bills. Yeah, versus Texans at Baltimore versus Steelers at Jaguars versus Colts versus Vikings. And then they, and now they're going to the Steelers, to the Chiefs. Versus Browns. I mean, that's, I guess that's just life in the AFC. But yeah, you had the you had the Forty ers and the Vikings in there too. So, I don't know. Um, just you know, it, it's a it's an interesting debate. I can obviously see both sides of it. I see what you're saying because I said the same thing about Purdy. Hey, just pump the brakes, you know. Um, but it's but he's definitely you know out of these out of these young quarterbacks. It seems like. He's the one to watch. Mullins is a little bit interesting to watch. You know, somebody could somebody could definitely fall in love with him too if, if he goes on a little bit of a run in the NFC. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know who else. Who else is in a situation where they're like they're behind a starter that isn't? And it's funny because like at, like we just talked about. There's about ten people that we can name, like ten to twelve that we can confidently put on a power rankings for quarterbacks right now. But you look around the league, and there's not a lot of like openings <laughs> for starting jobs, really. Like, you know, honestly, I mean, what's going to happen to Devito? Not that he had a good game this weekend, but is he? Obviously, we're not as high on him as Browning, but he might be something. You know, he. But again, in that system, if you leave him in New York, maybe he'll be all right. But if you, but if you trade him out with all these expectations and a big contract. I don't think he's going to be anything in New York either. I'm I'm not that high on him. Um, I mean, again, I mean, if I'm being realistic, neither am I. But and like, like this is the hype right now, right? And then they just lost twenty four to six to the Falcons. I believe uh, twenty four to seven to the Saints. Saints. Okay. Um, but yeah, and I'm just trying to look around the rest of the league. Like anybody else that that could garner interest as far as backups. Um. I mean the Ra- the Raiders are you know they're they're on Aiden O'Connell now right like that's like Garoppolo wasn't done for the season was he I'm not I'm not sure but you I, I don't see Garoppolo going no, back no, in no I, I wouldn't imagine so um <laughs> yeah uh, yeah Arizona doesn't have anything to you know maybe somebody's gonna trade for Kyler Murray but like the they would they would have to like renegotiate contract or something right. Most of that was bonus money to Murray, though. So, like, if if you make the trade, the Cardinals have to eat most of the bonus money, and then Kyler Murray's probably getting paid like five or ten million a year or something like that. Yeah, and then you know they obviously took out the Call of Duty clause. So, sorry to whoever gets him. <laughs> oh man, brutal! I was actually listening. To, <laughs> I was listening to the kids talk about that, and they were like, like "Oh yeah, uh, I saw him in Afghanistan." Like. We're, 
What what game are they even talking about? Were they talking about Call of Duty? Or were they talking about uh, what's the what's the other one they played that I never got into? Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, like Modern Warfare was like Iraq, Afghanistan. The one where you build shit. No. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about Minecraft. My, no, 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 not Minecraft. Uh, Fortnite. Fortnite. Thank you. Yeah, Fortnite's not. Yeah, yeah no Afghanistan in Fortnite. So maybe they were. Yeah, because I don't think any of these guys had been to Afghanistan. But I was like, like, like I looked like you know, like oh, like can I actually talk about this? You know, because I mean, you met somebody else, or when you meet someone else that's been to Afghanistan, it's like yeah, I want to talk. You know, like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. I think we 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 had kind of already read the writing on the wall that uh, Brandon Staley was going to be out in San Diego. <sighs> Any, uh, I don't know. Do you think they go? I mean, they, after going defensive coach for all that time, and defensive coach is not having a great track record. It's got to be like a quarterback guy that they think can coach up Herbert, right? Yeah, probably Brian Johnson, maybe Her- maybe Harbaugh, like, huh? You know. Kind of a QB whisperer and has NFL pedigree and. I, I mean, I, I still like Parker's idea of uh, of him going to Chicago and no, and, be, I, and being Fields' quarterback. I, I would love that, but um, I, I would be happy if they end up in if he were to end up in either job. I would for the entertainment thing. I, I would like Chicago more. Um, you know, Michigan coach, Ohio State quarterback. That you know that whole but relationship. Par- but Parker, if you're listening, that I want, I want that to come with Michigan winning the national championship. <laughs> <laughs> just, just so you'll come on and, you know, just be upset. <laughs> Sorry, it was good radio. I can't help it. Yeah, it's your a, emotions are. Uh, you I'm know, a, there's no faking that. So I'm a, you know, I'm a businessman here, and it, <laughs> it was good for business. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, you know, as far as like what what are the Chargers going to do? Uh, you know, it's also like kind of a matter of like as the window closed though, is it almost time to you're going to rebuild around Herbert? I would imagine, especially with that contract, right? But Eckler's looking less and less efficient. I mean, Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen, keep I would say. Well, yeah, but I mean, he's he's, he's he, getting up there in age, he's old, but he's still yeah. he's still producing, and he's the type of guy that can produce, and he's the type of receiver that can produce into older age because he's such a crisp he's route, a route runner, runner. Yeah, versus no, like relying on athleticism yeah well i mean that was my criticism of like tyree kill for a while right like he was he was just all speed right but um again you know he's proven that that's not totally the case um and you know the eagles man (laughs) uh as you as you so happily put it like they got the wake-up call and then they hit snooze because this is a game that they couldn't lose they like they needed i mean it was all set up for them right the cowboys lost uh they need to be at home in the playoffs. This this team's in trouble. I mean, this is, we're looking at a ten win team that's not a good football team right now because not at the moment they just lost to the Seahawks with Drew Locke. Um, man, DK Metcalf is an eagle killer too. Like that that uh, that deep ball that I just saw on the on the highlights. Um, I think it was uh, Blankenship that had a nice hit on him, and and he held on. And <laughs> well, good news for you. I don't know if you know the last three games of the season for the Eagles, but they're all get I'm, right games. So, <laughs> yeah, but you know what, man? I, <laughs> screw it, man. I could see them losing all three. <laughs> no, um, they're not going to lose all three to the Giants, Cardinals, Giants. Uh, dude, it's the Gi- Giants are in division. Like anything can happen there. Just and put then, Boston Scott out there, and you have an automatic touchdown in both of those Giants <laughs> games. It's just 
It's just science. It's just one of those weird things about the universe. But um, no, nah, man, I, I I don't I don't trust the Eagles to beat the Giants either. I I, I think they're losing at least one of these uh, next three games. Because I mean, you know, Kyler Murray could pull something out of his ass too, like a team that wants to wants to spoil you know the Eagles at the end. Of, you know, spoil things for the the Eagles at the end of the season. Totally bird on bird crime. Uh, for sure. Like like it was tonight. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. And like, I just don't like the play calling. Like what? Like even even with thirteen seconds left, it's like okay, you have two timeouts. You can work the middle of the field. You know, work that like fifteen to eighteen yard area. Like no, let's chuck it into double coverage to AJ Brown. Like <laughs> great interception, by the way, by Julian Love. That, that dude. Yeah, two really good interceptions. Yeah. yeah, the the one to seal the game and the the one deep to was that uh quiz. Uh, oh, Quez Watkins. Oh, Love had the interception on that yeah, one, too. Yeah, Dude, again, not taking care of the ball. It's, and I just don't understand the play calling. I don't understand the personnel. I don't understand why you don't have, a like, one guy that's, like, a little bit more bell cow type of running back. Like, DeAndre Swift never made sense to me, honestly. Like, he, like he's more of a receiving back than anything. Yeah, Gainwell got some more run tonight. Yeah, I, but, I mean, Gainwell's not a... You know, he's, he's not like a bruiser. No, and he's not a yeah, he's not a guy you want to give more than five to eight touches. But yeah, you mentioned play calling. Interesting interestingly enough, this was the uh return to uh Matt Patricia calling <laughs> yeah. plays on defense, which is where he should be calling plays, not on offense. But uh you know, they, they talked about this on the pregame show and Troy Aikman said it perfectly in my my mind. Uh feels desperate is what he said, and I think that's exactly what it is i mean the defensive coordinator i forget his name right now they he still has the title of defensive coordinator for whatever reason they moved him up to the booth <laughs> yeah. and then you have the title but here matt patricia you're going to have the responsibility yeah it's pretty bizarre and i don't like and why why did you strip the like, like not that the defense has been great but why did you strip defensive play calling duties and not offensive because i have way more problems with the offensive play calling right now right and uh you you've mentioned it all year i haven't caught a ton of eagles games have i've watched a few but uh definitely showed itself tonight just the lack of an ability to tackle in in the open field uh that's not necessarily coaching i don't think i mean it it is over the course of the week you know what i mean but again like if you're not tackling at this stage of the yeah, season at, at this stage is what i'm saying yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Kenneth Walker, you know, yeah, he was, he, he was only, bouncing around. He only had 86 yards. I say only just because of what it felt like. Oh, it felt like you know, 120 plus. Game. Yeah. Good God. I, I hadn't seen uh Hertz's stat line, 17 to 31, 143, two picks. That's a gross stat line. Um, 13 carries 82 yards and two touchdowns, but like that doesn't make up for the two interceptions. It's, I don't know. It's, it's bad right now. I, I, I don't like the way. I don't think they rotate their defensive linemen enough. That used to be a strength of this team was just like keep coming, keep them coming in in waves. Um, what did Drew Locke finish tonight? 20, 22, 33, 208, one touchdown. Okay. A rainy, you know, rainy night in Seattle. So not, you know, a huge emphasis on the pass, but that's, that's winnable, you know? Yeah. This is a, this is an offense that's in trouble. I mean, and again, just, Again, putting too much on the quarterback. You had so Swift had 18 carries for 74 yards, and then Gainwell had six carries for 21. So 23 then, between the two of them. So or uh, 24. But then yeah, 
Hertz uh, wasn't sacked, but 13 carries to go with his um, to go with his 31 passes. It's like I just think that's the ball in his hands too much, with especially with this offensive line. I just I just don't get it. I don't get it with the Eagles. It's yeah. Uh, you think that they would learn something from uh, you know the the Bills and the Ravens and just see how how well that worked this week. And I mean, especially where you play. Like, like if you're going into the playoffs and you're hosting a playoff game in Philadelphia, yeah, you, ex- you expect shitty weather. And then you think about those two teams, the Bills and the Ravens, they play in they, that they actually, area. Yeah. I mean, that was always my criticism of them or like the Steelers. Like, like you're going to draft a running back in the first round. That's cool. But you didn't put a line around it. Like, what are you? And then you're going to chuck it 50 times a game with Ben Roethlisberger. Like, what are you guys doing? You know, like, I don't know. Like, I just don't get it, dude. That's all I can say. I don't get it. <sighs> I say we skip. Uh, we teased the the Christmas movie, uh, you know, our favorite Christmas movies. I say we we leave that for Thursday. Oh wow, we're gonna just leave people hanging. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Last, last episode before Christmas. Thir- you know? Thursday will be. I was gonna try and come up with like one more Christmas thing, but I don't know what it, what nah, the hell would it be. It's right? All right. It's all right. I was gonna do like, like what was the best Christmas present you ever had? <laughs> I don't know. Life. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, let's uh, let's wrap this thing up with our tradition of uh, holidays and history then. And <laughs> I, hadn't, I, I hadn't even seen your note on this. Okay, December 19th is National Emo Day. So, uh, you know, I hung out with the emo kids a little bit, like especially freshman year. I hung, Like after freshman year, I hung out with, I'd say, pretty much everybody. I had an eclectic mix of friends, you know. But uh, emo, not really my music, though. Yeah, not not necessarily my music. I uh, didn't really hang out with a lot of emo uh, people, I don't think. But um, there was a we had a wing for them in high school, like they had their own little wing, the E wing, and they were called E wingers. They were emo kids. E wingers. Yeah, I don't know. It was just the the part of the building that they hung out in. Ah, fair enough. All right. Well. Uh so happy National Emo Day, which is now today. It's uh, 1.10 a.m. on December 19th. Uh, in 1990, Bo Jackson was named to both the uh, to the MLB All-Star Game and the Pro, Ball, uh, Pro Bowl. So he was the first athlete ever elected to two you know professional teams All-Star Games. That's pretty um, sweet. Man, you talk about a guy that, like, if you could have extended one guy's career, you know, taking away the – taking away the, the – Career changing injury. It didn't end his career, but a career changing injury for Bo Jackson. Man, that that's pretty high on the list, I'd say. You know who? So it's not for me just because I didn't grow up in that era, right? You know who it is for me? It's probably Derrick Rose. Like mm-hmm. his explosiveness, like, you know, early, like rookie of the nah, year, that's MVP, a, like Chicago Bulls. Like the, the talk about two guys that, that 2011, like, I think. Yeah. About that time. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and Derrick Rose was nasty. And the, uh, yeah, but you talk about two guys that like kind of prove to the young guys that like, hey man, just enjoy it. You don't know when this is going to be over. Yeah, you know, um, we'll have to do a, one of those lists uh, probably in the summer when we're for a sure. Slow is just like you know, uh, guys whose careers were shorter than they should have been. Absolutely. Once, uh, yeah, like uh, right, right after, Roy, right after you know, uh, those type of guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, but yeah, that one, that one was definitely a bummer. And then. Uh, you know, he ended up focusing on baseball, you know, more towards later on. But, man, he was – like, 
it, it, it was almost like as bad as the video game where you could just like run away from people the whole time with Bo Jackson at like uh, Tech Mobile. Um, but yeah, you don't know what I'm talking about anyway. I haven't um, played it. I know, I know, <laughs> I know how dominant. I've heard how dominant he was. Okay, like, or is at least that. you're familiar. Um, and then 1986 uh, to add on to a painful memory, a Mets fan uh, game six of the of 1986 World Series. This is the Bill Buckner game. Uh, a parachutist in the first inning, he parachuted in with a sign that said "Go Mets." And then, um, so obviously that is not allowed. And so he was, <laughs> that's frowned upon. So, yeah. So he was, so he was arrested and then he was only given community service and a fine. Um, but then later on was found in contempt of court because he wouldn't give up the name of the pilot that allowed him to fly in. I respect your so, game, sir. Yeah. So like, I don't, I don't know if this dude's full of shit or not because like, it's like it was game six and it, and you could like say it kind of threw a hex on the, the Red Sox, but he said, that uh, several Mets players actually helped him with legal fees, and and that's what you know got him to no jail time before. But he ended, like I said, he ended up with six months of jail time for being in contempt anyway. Um, and I wonder how the hell did they like? I wonder if they ever found this pilot because there's like there's all kinds of records of stuff like that. Like how did you not how did you not find the pilot? Yeah, it's kind of. I guess weird. if you didn't file a, a flight plan, I guess maybe the technology in '86 probably wasn't the same. What but. an elite way to disrupt a game though like don't just go streaking on the on the field or on the court like jump out of airplane if you want my respect yeah oh i think that's way cooler than just getting drunk and naked and running on the field yeah. like like dude anybody can run from like a you know out of shape security there, guard there was this woman that would run on the field i think in like the 70s or 80s i think it was baseball and she would just go up and like kiss the players huh. and like i don't think she ever got arrested because she was attractive <laughs> double standards um the uh you know i guess that reminds me of the guy that tried to uh light the american flag on fire on the field and the guy ran and, and took it from him yeah I've, like I've, during, during vietnam I've, era. I've seen that video i think yeah, yeah i can't I, I should remember his name but i don't all right um and also december 19th 1997 one of the biggest pieces of shit um titanic <laughs> came into theaters it's a terrible movie it's a good movie no it's no it's not it's a good stop movie, it you're, you're fucking with me no i like it um no you don't um I the do. part the part I, where the guy falls and hits the propeller that shit's hilarious but um <laughs> other than that i've seen like, that movie didn't we just talk about titanic not that long ago yeah. and what a piece of shit it is well you did um, yeah okay dude like how do you how do you defend this like so like the like the, the protagonist of the movie has a a a priceless jewel like worth literally billions of dollars that it could have fed everybody in Africa for a decade and she threw it into the ocean like how do you defend that and then not only that but then she dies in her sleep and instead of her husband of 60 years or whatever the fuck who's she meeting in heaven or whatever the fuck was going on on the ship like no fuck that movie the movie's terrible and it was so like look it's overrated it's way overrated. It's not even a good movie. That's the thing. And it's and they spent so much money on it, and everybody made such a fucking big deal out of it. And you don't understand because you weren't there. I was 11. and I was 11 months. Yeah, so fuck off with this. I've seen it plenty of times on television. I like it. Wait, no, it's a terrible movie. Agree to disagree. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, moving on to December 20th. Uh, National Sangria Day. I don't even know if I've had sangria. Like I think I had once. I don't really drink that often, so no. Sangria is good. I don't see it 
there is like a winter sangria. I, I'm more of like a summer sangria kind of guy. Mm. Um, it's refreshing. It just doesn't seem like this is the uh, appropriate time of year to be yeah. recognizing, yeah, recognizing sangria, in my opinion. But. We do have some weirdly timed holidays sometimes. Mm. So I don't know. Uh, December 20th is also Dot Your Eyes Day. Again, I, I don't know why now, but uh, I mean, do you, do you dot your eyes or... Do you ever not dot your eyes? I guess is really like no. The, I always dot my eyes. Yeah, yeah, no, me too. Yeah, um, my wife makes fun of my cursive though, um, because I because when they were teaching us in third grade, oh, you you, you were taught tilted, in third grade as well. Cool. Yeah, I was about to and, ask you, you that. and you tilted the paper and then just and then like wrote straight across it, and my wife makes fun of me for that. And my signature actually like you can actually read my name on my signature. It's not it's not T scribble scribble. R scribble scribble. It's my, mine's like, M scribble scribble M scribble. Right. Yeah. So uh, I'm a lazy. I don't get person, it. So like, sorry. Like what? Like why? I feel I feel like that's very. Uh, you know, if we're ever famous, you know what I mean. Like like you want to have like a unique signature. Oh, mine's also it's inconsistent. Like, so like, <laughs> I got to work on consistency gonna, while I'm at you're it. You're gonna get some poor bastard like like nope, this is a fake. Like yeah. We'll uh, cross that bridge when we come to it. <laughs> All right. Uh, 1957, Elvis was drafted into the Army, despite the pleas of you know tens of thousands of fans who asked the Army to spare him. Elvis wouldn't have it. Apparently, he threw lots of parties after work and stuff. He, he got promoted to sergeant while he was in. He, I think he only did two years. Um, so getting promoted to sergeant is actually fairly impressive. Yeah, it's a pretty like quick promotion right uh, it is it is yeah. i mean i like i i was quickly promoted because the air wing is weird and um and quite frankly the marine corps promotion system is fucked <laughs> and basically because i was a decent shot and i was in good shape i got promoted quickly and i picked up sergeant like three years 11 months which nice. is fairly fast yeah um but i didn't deserve it so <laughs> it is what it why is. is everything in your life undeserving in your eyes I don't know. You're not my therapist. Fuck off. <laughs> um, and December 21st is the winter solstice. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. The, literally the darkest day of the year. Um, but you know what? Here's the way to look at it. It's all brighter from there. There you go. Right? Um, shit. Shit. We should have ended on that. Oh, well. Um, World Snowboard Day, uh, also December 21st. I feel like that one's appropriate. Yeah. Um, I've never been snowboarding or skiing. And... Uh, yeah, I'm just the, I'm, I'm the worst Vermonter ever. Uh, snowboarding, skiing, hunting. Are you the worst Vermonter ever, too? Yeah, we're tied. Uh, there you go. Um, I've actually never shot a gun, so I'm worse than you. Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> we should go sometime. No. What? No? No, I'll, I'll go. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. Um, just stand far, far away from me. Yeah. Dude, there's, there's rules. Don't worry. <laughs> I got you. Um, all right, uh, and also December twenty first is Don't Make Your Bed Day. I think that's appropriate on the on the darkest day of the year, and uh, but like I said, only getting lighter from there. Yeah, and really, as I like to say, like what is light without darkness? To get super philosophical it's on beautiful. you, right? Isn't it, I'm, dude? I'm a fucking poet, okay. Um, and then on uh, 1891, December 21st, 1891, was the invention of basketball, the first basketball game. So I guess not the invention of basketball, but the first basketball game. Not too far um, from here, just about an hour down the street. Yeah. Springfield, um, Massachusetts. A beautiful Springfield, Massachusetts. Yeah. Um, I'm, allowed to, I'm allowed to make fun of Springfield because I lived there. I delivered pizza there. I say, I say it's still the most dangerous job I've ever had. And I've worked at 7-Eleven Graveyard Shift in Vegas. 
and I was a Marine. And, um, and, and, you know, I talk shit about being a Marine for me because I was just a mechanic, but actually the carrier deck is actually one of the more dangerous places in the military. So, um, and my dumbass survived. Dude, one night that kind of actually makes sense when you when you say it out loud. That like I believe it. Yeah, because I mean, there's plenty of grunts who just never see combat. You know what I mean? And yeah. like obviously, training accidents happen and stuff like that. Um, but anyway, uh, was oh yeah, like there was a night like I really thought I was gonna die. Um, we it was like really windy and I was up like scrubbing like the back shutter of the jet that was like hanging off the edge of the ship. And if you if you go in, you're dead. Like yeah. it's over. Like, you have a chem light on your thing, and if you survive, you probably didn't want to survive anyway. But you're, like, 70 feet up from the ocean. It's basically like hitting cement. At least that's what they tell us. So Yeah, I had, I had a kid in my my, uh, my grade that uh, fell off a carrier and died. Jesus. Marines. Yeah. Um, we always, yeah, we always did like the uh, the man overboard drills and stuff like that. And, like, like, like I'm pretty sure people would pl- just play pranks. I know some on Sunship somewhere, people would just throw the chem lights off. And then there's people on watch, and they see a fucking chem light in the water. So that's like, terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty fucked up. Um, of course, there was probably like some that were accidentally dropped into. Right, right. But um, yeah, so that night I thought I was gonna die. Um, it was like really windy, and I was up on a ladder, oh. uh, like and leaning over the edge of the ship. And I was like, oh, this is why this is statistically one of the more dangerous jobs in the Marine Corps. Okay, but yeah, but I made it. So here you are. Here I am podcasting, talking about uh, Dr. James Naismith, who you said was a medical doctor. Um, yeah, yeah, fun fact. But he invented basketball, and then the first game was December twenty first, eighteen ninety one. What do you What do you think, Mister Naismith, would think of basketball today? Probably wouldn't like James Harden too much. But, oh well, yeah, because he didn't even have the three point line. Yeah, it's a good point. He probably yeah. wouldn't like the Celtics very much either. Steph Curry didn't. Uh, speaking of three-point line, first time he didn't hit a three last night in 256 regular season games. It was like 2016 was the last time he hadn't hit a three-pointer. Is that a record? Uh, it was definitely the active. Yeah, it has to be. It has to be. It has to be, right? Yeah, it has yeah. to be. Uh, well, well uh, shout out to Steph Curry's record then. Um, pour one out, I guess. All right. Hey, we ended on a positive note, right? Yeah, we did. Good All work. right. Uh, Go us. So anyway, that's our show, everybody. Um <laughs> Hopefully you enjoyed it. Thank you, everybody, for being here. Uh, yeah, one more before Christmas. Uh, what was it? This is our 30th episode, sir. Congratulations. Congratulations to you, Mike. Um, but, yeah, uh, thank you, Cat TV, for giving us this equipment so we can do this and talk to you guys every week. And uh, it's only going to get better. Thank you, guys.